Welcome back. Hello. This is the Cato Frank Podcast. I'm David. You are Ashley. Yes, hello. I don't know who you are listening, but there you are too. Yes, there you are too. You are who you are. <laughs> What's the uh, time and date right now? What do you got over there? Um, so it is 1028 a.m. It's nice and early in the morning. It is Monday, January 13th of 2020, and it's 57 degrees outside doesn't look like there's a cloud in the sky so it's pretty um sunny and the high today is supposed to be 64 degrees nice nice so, and yeah. the birds seem happy the birds do seem very happy this morning um that's I'm part of my do... that's part of my routine that's why i always bring up the birds because i like birds, to go yeah. and, and see what the hummingbirds and the mockingbird and the lemon bird and uh all the other birds that hang out around here yeah, and when I'm home in the mornings, I do sometimes like to go out there and um, hang out with the birds as well. Yes. I'm ready for spring and summer because I like to go out and hang out with Larry the lizard. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about I like Larry. to go tell him hello in the mornings. I haven't seen him for a while. He's so been gone for a while. I think it's too he, cold for him. Yeah, hopefully he's having a good hibernation. I, I'm assuming that's what lizards do in the wintertime since we haven't seen him. I'm assuming so. I hope he didn't get eat up. But Where's our lizard experts at? Come on, people. Yeah. We should know this. Let us Ashley know. Ashley should know this. Whoa. Where's the lizard experts at? Why aren't they Why aren't they spreading this information? Yeah. Where are you guys at? Today's going to be a sober day for us. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to smoke anything today. You're going to be at work. So yes, you, I won't be able to anyway. Yeah, you won't be able to before or after. Um... So, yeah, we're just going to take a little break and um, kind of cleanse ourselves out for a day and yeah. kind of go from there and see what we feel like doing tomorrow. I work another kind of weird shift, so I may or may not be able to partake anyway. So <laughs> I recommend that for everyone out there listening. If you consume a drug of choice, to uh, always do so with some self-discipline and awareness yes. and to periodically uh, take a break from it. Yeah, have a sober day. Yeah. Uh, you want to do the sink sound? You got your pen over there? Click that thing right in the middle. Uh. Sink sound. <laughs> there you All go. Right. Sink cool. Thank sound you. complete. Thank you. Uh, before we started recording, I watched the trailer for 1917, which is a World War One film directed by sam mendes uh i believe he's the husband of kate winslet he also directed skyfall and specter two james bond movies okay 
nice. I thought it looked okay. I think um, it just kind of, to me, looks like another war movie. Yeah, I'm not really a huge fan of war movies. I feel like I've just I've seen so many of them. Yeah, I feel like it, all the World War One and World War Two movies kind of blend together. Yeah. And they kind of all do similar things. Yeah, but you did tell me Benedict Cumberbatch was in it. And yep. you said the guy who plays Moriarty is in it, yep. which is uh, Andrew Scott, I believe. And he was just in something else we watched the other day, I think. Um, but I don't remember what it was. But we saw him in something. He wasn't in Knives Out, was he? No, I don't think so. I, don't I think remember. it was I don't really something we were sitting here watching. And I was like, oh, there's Moriarty. Golden Globes. Yeah, maybe that's what it... Oh, yeah, because he was in um, some series that kept getting nominated, and I think they won a few, but I don't remember what series. But if you're a Sherlock fan, the BBC's <laughs> Sherlock. Yeah. Um, it's an unofficial Sherlock reunion. <laughs> uh, I guess the... It's not really a gimmick, but the thing that caught my attention, the movie didn't really sound interesting or look that interesting to me, but... Uh, it's another one of those movies, 1917, is one of those that they shot to appear to uh, look like one long, single, continuous take. Yeah. So they did that with Birdman. They did that with Alfred Hitchcock's Rope. That was a good movie. Uh, they did it with an episode of X-Files. Oh, yeah. And some other times. They don't do it very often because it's... It's, it's like super hard to do, huh? Yeah, just the... Pr- like doing all the rehearsals, uh, the run-throughs, and then you're filming if someone messes up or if they don't get everything, all the cues perfect, and someone messes up a line, then they have to they have to reset again to the beginning. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Yeah, and if it's like a 15-minute take or something, I don't know how long their takes were. Yeah, I could it could be uh, it could put you behind schedule pretty fast. Mm. So they don't really do that very often, so it's it's kind of cool when they do do it. Um, I don't know if the movie's any good. I thought Birdman was so-so, and that got a lot of attention during awards season when it came out. Yeah. But when I finally saw it, I wasn't like blown away or anything. It's kind of cool when they do the one long take, but it's it's not like vital. It's not like a necessary thing. It's just kind of a cool thing that they Yeah, do. it's kind of a like you said, I mean, it's cool, but it's kind of gimmicky. It's like those uh, like TV series and stuff who do like the live episode. <laughs> yeah. like 30 Rock, I think, did it for like two episodes. And I'm sure a bunch of other ones have done it as well. But that's the only one I can think of. But. I have a, a note here for an upcoming thing I thought we should do, which is talk about our 23andMe results. We did that, I think think last christmas didn't we do that oh for, my gosh we did do that last christmas for our gifts yeah we each did a 23 and me and i still get their emails do you i do yeah they, i get emails from them once in a while so i thought that might be interesting talk about our origins yeah. of our dna <laughs> where uh what would that be called like kind of where our uh, our family, our, yeah, our ancestors kind of originated. Uh, yeah, our where our bloodline originates has some other interesting you stuff. You had an interesting one in yours. <laughs> um, I feel like mine was pretty average, but yeah, we should dig those out. And uh, oh, right now, I think uh, we have them in our email files. 
or like you log in yeah, and you can I don't access know how we could, your maybe we could print it or take some pictures on our phone yeah. just do it in the most simple interesting way one of the most uh let's do the the thing about me that was interesting was i am supposedly <laughs> like 0.1 percent black <laughs> like yeah. i have some sort of african-american ancestry that is not even a full one yeah. percent it's like a fraction of a fraction but i thought that Somewhere was funny in so there is in i think line. technically i can use the n-word and uh, i don't think so <laughs> i don't think that's how that works unless you carry around that thing every day and you're like hey i'm point zero zero something percent i love that's that's how that's the go-to for for me yeah 0.1 black the first thing i think is you can say I can that say word that. <laughs> that's insane a word that i would be uh eviscerated and roasted for using any other time uh all right let's move on uh so i'm dangling that little uh what that a four not foreshadowing but um yeah a little uh, teaser. Like a teaser so we'll we'll pick a time to do that i don't know if we'll do a full like I think we could just incorporate that into a full episode. I don't think we yeah, have to spend think, a full episode, yeah, like we need a, full a diary episode. episode or something, discussing our our origins and ancestry. I'm sure people find unless that so we like log it in with something kind of else that's like similar, but we can discuss that off mic later on. What our plans are for that? Let's do a few plugs. You can find me on Twitter at David Cato Ltd. And same thing on Instagram and dot com. Yeah, dot com. Good job. Uh, you can find. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, were you done? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. You can find me only on Instagram at fish underscore out of the underscore box. No one cares. Back to me. Uh, oh, positive thank reviews. You. <laughs> this is. I don't ask for people to review the show or subscribe to the show, but something I learned is that positive reviews and more subscriptions to the podcast pushes the show up in the recommendations oh okay so that's if, cool. if people are leaving like three four five star reviews and then subscribe to the show um that apparently pushes up its recommendations apple will recommend it more oh or that's cool. whoever um is grabbing it i still need to to uh, find some other platforms to maybe post it on. Mm. I know there's a couple other podcast platforms besides Apple. I just don't want it to be like the only thing I'm working on. Yeah, I, I work a lot on uh, my writing, like screenwriting, yeah, you have and then a I'm upkeeping everything too. else, like the podcast and the website. So I don't want to just focus like 100% on, on the that. podcast yeah, all the time. Yeah, because you have a lot of other creative things you kind of want to be able to dig into. So, so. I'm, I'm trying to be conscious of the work i need to be doing is that actually recording it is we'll talk <laughs> um, about that in our recent experiences yeah uh so i uh i i want to be conscious of what i need to be doing and what will help benefit me or the show or other people listening to the show make it easy to find and stuff but at the same time i got a lot of other things and priorities that come up so this show's not always priority, and I apologize uh, for that. But um, if you guys feel like if, if happens you... happens when you dip your hands in a lot of things, though. Yeah, if you like the show um, and you can't afford to donate or support it that way financially, then maybe just take 10 minutes and do a quick review or subscribe or, or yeah. tell a friend that they might 
think this is funny or, or interesting. I might have some interesting points or I don't want to ask a lot from whoever's listening. Um, I don't I don't want it to be I don't want it to be forced. I don't want to sound needy. I want it to be like and, natural. Like, yeah, of yeah. course I, I hope that somebody somewhere can get something out of this, but and maybe they can tell someone else about it. Um but yeah, I agree. I try not to be needy with it. So if you want to help someone else, uh and you you don't have a lot of money you can recommend you can do the review or subscribe yeah, and then that might help other people see it more easier in the meantime yeah, yeah. so you can kind of indirectly help people by helping expose the show yeah that's uh, true so that's an idea uh any other plugs on your side no, no i just have that one plug okay let's move on to diet Keep and exercise i should change that from today to like recently yeah, not exercise today, but you should just, or maybe just put diet exercise and do it as just like a general where we talk about okay. in between each show, you know, how's our diet and exercise been since like our last full episode or whatever. Um, but I feel like our diet is kind of... It's better than it was like a week ago, I feel like. I feel like it is better than it was a week ago. Um, we've been eating a lot of potato-y, like starchy <laughs> type stuff, a lot of curly fries. Mm. Um hash browns things like that but we did make breakfast um bowls yesterday yeah, breakfast burgers so yeah. we just fried up some hamburger seasoned it um some shallots made some bacon but i didn't have bacon on mine you didn't either mm, yeah. um made some hash browns we tried them in the oven yeah um, we cooked them in the oven the we get the aura ida brand surprisingly the bag doesn't give you oven instructions yeah we thought that was weird because they don't get super crispy it's the potatoes o'brien kind so they're yeah. not like straight up they're not like the finely shredded hash browns they're a little more uh, like diced yeah they're squared. meant to be a little bit softer yeah. i feel like so they don't get super crispy when you follow the skillet instructions mm -hmm. the stovetop instructions so we found it odd that they don't include oven instructions. Oven. Do you remember what you cooked it on? I cooked it at the same temperature. At, I think it was 425. Because I checked, I checked those curly fries and I wanted oh, to yeah, do it the same as those because those came out pretty crispy. Yeah. Uh, and I think I just cooked them in or put them in there for like we kind uh, of 10 just minutes kept an or eye so. On them. Yeah. yeah. And stirred them a few times, kind of based it off of, you know, Visually. Do they look cooked? Do you smell them? Yeah. Um, I feel like those turned out really well. And about you seasoned ten, those as well. Yeah, about 10 minutes on each side. Uh, I just mixed them like halfway and then cooked them another 10 minutes. Those came out really well. Uh, and then I, for like the breakfast bowl, I just did uh, so the meat and then potatoes. Oh, and then the sunny side up. Oh, yeah, you fried a eggs. few eggs. Mm, and that, that eggs. recipe... Uh, is on the website davidcatoltd.com i believe it is under the bio page if you want to look up any of those recipes and we did something different usually you are the one who solely cooks in this household um, <laughs> i actually made the meat i mean i didn't make the meat but i fried the meat i seasoned it um and i made the bacon and you took care of the other thing so it was actually a team effort this time instead of me just sitting around waiting for you to <laughs> slave cook my food so Did thank I do you for participating on yeah. cooking with me yeah thanks for participating uh, do you think I did okay with not micromanaging? I think you did really, really well with not micromanaging. And for those of you who might not know our routine, um, if I do cook, 
because I don't usually cook anymore. I used to be the sole cooker in the household, um, but I stepped away from that the last... When I worked overnights. Yeah, yeah, when you worked overnights back in Iowa, but here... I think that's how it got started, is that I worked I a lot that is of how overnights, it got started. and I was tired a lot, so then you kind of I started took over helping by doing that. kind of did all the meal prepping so that you had food to take to work and things like that, because I had a daytime job, so I had more free time to kind of do whatever I wanted. Um, so I became the cooker and the cleaner and all of that. And now the roles are a little bit reversed to where you spend the majority of your time at home and I do not. Um, so you take care of the cooking and the cleaning, which is very, very helpful to me. Um, but Soy boy. <laughs> on the rare occasions that I do cook, you used to kind of hover over me a little bit and you know micromanage me oh do this oh did you do this don't forget this i know um, i saw a couple i pointed out a couple things that you made a mistake on yesterday what did so i make a mistake on you what the what's fuck my was lesson it? learned on my cooking adventure oh you had you were trying to cook the bacon on five. Oh yeah i didn't cook out the of bacon like high enough nine i think there's yeah. nine temperature settings on the stove top i very very rarely ever and, cook bacon <laughs> I always cook the meats between like around seven. So yeah. give a little more than seven or, or a little under seven. So like between six and eight. Yeah, with the seasoning, you didn't micromanage me with that. I was just kind of free to season it kind of how I thought I should season it based on, you know, watching you do it over, you know, X amount of time. Um, I don't know why you act like seasoning is so like uh, tricky because all I do is I, I literally mean, it can just be like, tricky, though. I just blanket it. I just start on one side and i just kind of like yeah but like move my hand about a foot six inches and i'll just kind of do a wave thing over the whole yeah. thing until it's just covered yeah but seasoning can be tricky because you can you can easily put too much and it's not really an easy thing you can kind of take back it's not like onions <laughs> where if you stack them too high and you, you can take some off, off. Yeah. um it's microscopic but still like you know salt pepper i'm very heavy handed i feel like so it's easy for me to just oh this is good this is enough and then you know it's too overpowering so <laughs> but i think i did a pretty good job i feel like the meat turned out really well i didn't undercook it i didn't overcook it so kudos to me on that Whoa. and kudos to you for not micromanaging me so good job yeah thanks for helping we have yeah. uh <laughs> yawning over here <laughs> it's um, early morning <laughs> not really I mean, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, we picked lasagna and unstuffed peppers for yep. some meals. So some I guess I should wait today. until we actually eat that stuff. We haven't cooked that stuff so yet. To be continued on to talking continued. about how those meals turn out. Here's one for English muffins. Mm. We've kind of been on, on an English muffin kick lately. A little bit. I think we go in waves. I try to avoid carbs. And, I love carbs. But damn, they're fucking tasty and tempting. <laughs> So we got some English muffins, the cut those babies open. Oh, I learned a little trick, pro tip. If you have glass plates, which we do, just yes. straight up glass, transparent, thick glass. Yeah, thick. Thick. Uh, just set the, we don't have a toaster. So no, we, we use our oven to make stuff nice and toasty, crispy. Yeah. Uh, put the, I just put the, I cut my English muffin and put it on the glass plate and put that plate uh, in the oven on the, on the oven rack and in the oven yeah and i do that because it it like english muffins have all those like little crumbs, crumbs like yeah. lots of crumbs oh excuse me they, they make a lot of messes yeah pretty on messy the bottom of your oven and i don't we don't buy 
aluminum, aluminum. foil mm -hmm. because I find it, I mean, it helps for some recipes, but for the majority of recipes, you don't need aluminum foil. I mean, it's kind of an unnecessary step. I think you can definitely get away without it on a lot of recipes yeah, that which call we for do. it. Yeah. Uh, everything still tastes pretty good, still edible. Mm -hmm. So it, really, it's just kind of a convenience thing. And if you have a tight budget and you don't want to waste a lot of uh, resources, yeah. then cut that shit out of your life. So uh, with the uh, plate in the oven, um, just make sure it's not going to shatter on you. Make sure it's like a... Yeah, make sure it's like an oven yeah, safe plate. Glass <laughs> is, is pretty well tempered and uh, meant for high temperatures. That's why they make casserole dishes out of them and stuff, which we also have a casserole dish. We don't have any uh, aluminum foil. We don't have any aluminum pans. Nope. Everything is glass. You know, we actually only have one pan. Everything else, I think we've really figured out how to make using the oven and using like the microwave. One pan meaning? Like meaning our skillet. Oh, uh, the skillet, the ceramic skillet. Yeah, which we can. And then the glass casserole dish. It's a very, very versatile skillet. I feel like we can make a lot of stuff in it. Um, yeah, and it's, it doesn't scratch because it's yeah, ceramic. Huh? It's, uh, it could take high heat. You could put it in the oven, you can do the stovetop. You I'd can like scratch it with a scouring pad. You can yeah. scratch it with uh, metal forks and I stuff. I like to say we're very minimalistic when it comes to kitchen utensils. Actually, yeah. when it comes to pretty much everything, I think we try to just keep kind of what we really just need it's crazy like your parents and my parents uh the clients that i've worked for in their like homes endless amounts of yeah. dishes and like tubbleware and like yeah. pans and lids utensils and utensils and, and like 75 percent of them go unused we have like four <laughs> spatulas like um like flipping like they're just called spatulas right yeah they're, they're just not spatulas the, uh, they're just wooden spatulas yeah the wooden ones they're I like have one bamboo. silicone one for baking but yeah. yeah uh and that's other than just those wood spatulas and our silverware that's like all the utensils we have yeah. we don't need a whisk we use forks we don't need <laughs> yeah there's just a lot of things i feel like we we don't there was need. a all other the... ways to to make it get by yeah at, at the parents house at my client's house i was just shocked at how many uh duplicates people have of things how many things that they have that they don't use and utilize on a regular basis so all that stuff kind of started weighing on me over time and i was like yeah. why do we have this why why yeah. do people do this stuff like it's so, so here's, wasteful here's a challenge for you guys we're gonna ask you to do the 30-day challenge um if you this is your challenge this I, is, I don't, okay fine this is my challenge. This. Is this challenge um i'm gonna ask you guys to do a 30-day challenge and it doesn't have to be everything but maybe pick one section of your house to focus on whether it's your closet or your bathroom or your kitchen but if there's something you're not utilizing in a 30-day period oh. think about donating it mm. or repurposing it or selling it depending on what it is if it's a blender or if you have two different handheld blenders or whatever sell one donate one whatever um but just a nice kind of easy way to declutter your life a little bit yeah. and get rid of some stuff that you don't need i would say maximum if you have any anything that you wouldn't use within one year's time probably donate or trash yeah is, is what's worked for me I think it's definitely worked for us. Um, we both used to hold on to a lot of things and we used to try to make excuses on why we should keep them. Um, and I think kind of moving out here helped us let go of a lot of it. Because really you just, 
just keep your essentials. That's really all you need. You don't yeah. need all the extra hoopla, you know? <laughs> hoopla. <laughs> yeah, I had, a, I had a bunch of like tool stuff, little knickknack stuff. I was like, well, I might need this sometime. I might need to fix something or do mm -hmm. something. And uh, I never would. It was all just, just kind of, of waste a, of space. Yeah, it's yeah. just kind of like a weird uh, narrative or bullshit story that we tell our ourselves to um, not have to detach and not have to risk being without. Yeah. And I think people need to get a little more used to doing that. Um, and if you end up finding, like, if you get rid of stuff that, oh, uh, I got rid of this, but. Uh, almost six months or years gone by. Now I'm finding I need I need that thing again. Okay, well if you really desperately find yourself needing to do that, you challenge yourself. It's essential. Then get it again. Yeah, I mean, you can there's always. There's not a rule against yeah replacing something, but maybe f just really challenge yourself before you get rid of that stuff. Like, will I need this? Like for real? Like when have you used it? Yeah, in the last also year? consider when's when the last time you touched it. When have you used it in the last it, six yeah. months? Yeah, when have you touched it last? When have you really um, used that thing to its full intent? Use? Yeah, <laughs> purpose. <laughs> its full purpose. Right. Well, I That's think we're better. losing momentum on this topic, so it's let's okay. Let's move, move along. Uh, so for the English muffins, oh the pesto. So here's how we oh, have prepped our English yes. muffins. Back to those muffins, those delicious, those delicious, delicious muffins. muffins. <laughs> Maybe if I have time before work, I'll have a pesto basil muffin. Mm. Maybe I'll take it from you and eat it. Maybe. And Maybe watch you, you cry. Can just have half of it. <laughs> soy boy, soy boy. <laughs> uh, English muffins with pesto. It's mm, pesto basil. Delicious. Yeah, pesto basil. So yeah. it's like. I think it's got a lot of, I think there's garlic in it. And oil. A lot of olive oil, a lot of pesto. Very flavorful, almost. Mm. What did I say the other day? It's very flavorful. It's very, oh, like almost like there's maybe some lemon juice in it. It's yeah. kind of tart, uh -huh. a little tart, um, a little acidic. <laughs> so good with that uh, plain, crunchy uh, English muffin. Yeah. It's a nice contrast. It's it is. It's a very nice. So I I put the I uh, got them nice and crispy in the oven, and then I put the pesto on to kind of soften up one side yep. of the muffin, and then I put three sausage links mm, on good. it and just ate it straight up like that. So just good. ate a uh, sausage link pesto English muffin sandwich. Very delicious. Sounds very delicious. And I made a. I think I already mentioned the one I did with the the egg. And the sausage and the cheese English muffin. I think I might have liked this pesto sausage muffin a little better. I think it's the first place. Yeah, it's very uh, flavorful. Some other food we've tried lately. I tried uh, some Carolina barbecue sauce. Oh yeah, we did try that. Oh yeah, I, I put some barbecue sauce on my breakfast. On burger. our breakfast bowls. I think I had a little tiny bit on mine. It was pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite of barbecue sauces. But I don't remember. I don't remember trying like a Carolina style, which is, I believe, just lighter in color. It's a little, maybe a little sweeter. A little I feel lighter, like it's a little sweeter. A little more liquidy, I think. Uh, I didn't really get a, a strong sweet taste. I got a little bit of a strong me. sweet taste. Uh, I one thing I thought it was cool besides the other stuff I just mentioned was. They instead of a plastic, oh yeah, like the, the plastic standard seal that that has like a per perforated t uh, like pull tab or something yeah. like that. You pull it off the lid, the seal. 
This had a wax seal. Mm -hmm. So like the, I think, Maker's Mark whiskey or something uses that. Yeah, the whiskey that. does it, yeah. They dip that red wax in it and it seals the lid. This Carolina barbecue sauce used like a white wax, wax and dipped their lids in it. So that's their seal. So you have to break that wax seal off it's instead of like a plastic tab. I thought that was kind of cool. It's kind of a little different. way to yeah. stand out. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about it. I remembered it. Uh, kind of unique. And then something else unique we tried for the first time was mochi ice cream balls. Oh, yeah. Those were interesting. <laughs> the, these are, I, I don't know if they're Korean or Japanese, where they originate. I guess I should start doing more research uh, ahead of time. But uh, I think the brand was like Mimo. We something found it like at, that. found it at Target. Target. I feel like I might have section. seen them at Vaughn's as well in the freezer in the, section. In the, what, next to the ice cream and the pies and all that stuff, the uh, frozen cake. Oh, delicious. Yeah, all that good stuff. <laughs> Mochi ice cream. Uh, so what it is is a little dough ball yeah. filled with ice cream. Yeah, and the dough so ball, interesting. The, the dough on the outside is just wrapped around. I mean, it's a, it's a dough ball. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really all it is. It's a thin layer of dough that's kind of sweet tasting, and I believe it matches the ice cream flavor. So yeah. we got the green tea flavor. Yeah. And it was actually better than I expected. It was better I've than I expected. Once I got over the fact that, like, the, the, <laughs> the, the <dough>. contrast <laughs> of the, like, the combination between the two were kind of weird. Um, Which apparently is the thing, because it says on the package, uh, gooey gooey dough or chewy go uh chewy dough or gooey dough or something so they like the contrast of the gooey chew, chewy yeah. dough with the cold slimy ice cream yeah, i mean it was pretty good <laughs> once you kind of you you tell your brain like it's okay to have these two different things together um yeah i've never had that good. like dough uh, other than like pie but I feel like Which it's not like different. really a pie crust though, yeah. so it yeah, is kind of different. It's like the it's like a really thin. It's like the type of dough they would use for pasta, like making pasta noodles, yeah. or really thin like sugar cookies, maybe. Yeah, something like that. Uh, it was good though. Yeah, the green tea was pretty good. I've had the matcha cold, or was it matcha at Starbucks? Mm -hmm. Like the matcha iced Didn't tea. Like not yeah. not a good flavor. Or matcha. Latte or and I've had matcha called. powder before. I used to put that in some of my protein shakes. Yeah, and I've had hot matcha tea. I don't. I'm not a fan of the flavor. Yeah, I'm. Um, of, of matcha for the yeah. stuff I've tried and for how I've tried to prepare it. But these green tea ice cream dough balls were pretty good. Those that were a, that a good, good balance of uh, like earthy Light, tea flavor flavorful but a little sweet too yeah it wasn't overpowerful so we, on either side i suggest maybe trying some other flavors seeing what we think i probably won't want to try them again mm, i okay. i think it was good and worth trying but i don't know find myself craving yeah. yeah craving that texture or that like those flavors again i know they had some fruit flavors i think they have a mango one and mm, some others might taste good um, but yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't like, uh, it didn't convert me into like a, a mega ultra fan right away. Uh, well, I don't find myself craving it. I think I'll still crave regular, like regular Ben and Jerry's, peanut butter world. Uh, peanut butter world peanut is, butter I think, world. my favorite of all the Ben and Jerry's I've had. And that okay. apparently is only available exclusively at Target. Exclusive Target flavor. Which is kind of BS. Uh, what's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? 
anything else over there for diet exercise? I think I have one more thing for exercise. Um, no, no. I mean, I was a little disappointed on that Briar's Oreo cookies and cream ice cream. I knew you would be. Um, I, I had a bad feeling. We're supposed know, to be sticking to single the, size, individual size stuff, and you got this huge like quart. I really wanted some <laughs> cookies and cream ice cream, and no other brand had it in a smaller container, and I just wasn't willing to budge with that you really so. wanted it yet you spoke nothing about it all day I and know. even once we got to target you but never once said I mm, i'm really craving once i saw cream, it and i was like cream, oh cream, cream, man cream. i haven't had cookies and cream in a while like that sounds really good it was at that point it was the only thing i really was craving once uh, i saw it and I, it kind of triggered that thought it used to be my favorite ice cream as used to kid. be my favorite ice cream as a kid was cookies and cream oh i used to love cookies and cream <laughs> So it's nice to have everyone. We talk too much about junk food on this fucking show. I know. Probably, we're like, supposed to do. People probably just listen to it to like it's like food porn, and then mm. they like eat while listening to it. Yeah. I also I actually find eating while watching those food documentaries to be pretty smart because if you eat if you're watching them while hungry, you're gonna want to probably binge eat. Yeah. You're, you're gonna want to just like stuff your face or go buy a bunch of junk food or something yeah yeah um, i agree so if you maybe prepare your prepare your meal ahead of time whether you're cooking it or just reheating it and then, and then you sit down to watch one of those food <laughs> documentaries on hulu or netflix or wherever uh, i feel like that's a safer play. i feel like it kind of is because then you're you're watching and saying wow that looks really good but then you have good food in front of you and you're yeah. not you're not craving and you're not envious and you're not going to be uh, compulsive that's true not yeah. as tempted i agree good job uh all right let's move on oh wait let's not move on oh i have liar. one the exercise part i put up a pull-up bar <laughs> oh god on our uh, balcony overhang so it's across what three three <laughs> beams yeah yeah it's about the bar is probably about three feet wide i think I would say about like three feet wide. And I just, I don't know if that rope, that rope definitely is not like a heavy weight yeah, rope. That it's not meant to hold a ton of weight. So <laughs> I, it stretches. Yeah. Like I, I, I pull on the rope or put my body weight on it and the whole rope just like that stretches sketch. about a, like six inches. That's, that's really <laughs> sketch. Uh, so I double roped it. I double threaded it. It was a real pain in the ass. It only took me maybe half an hour to install it. Um, and it's all like kind of makeshift. It's just a, like a fence bar that I found. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes, let's stick with that. You found it. <laughs> and uh, it was an unused fence. Um, abandoned, I would say. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to not judge you on this one. Keep going. And uh, so I threaded the rope. Uh, thankfully they had like holes like eyelets on each side of the bar yeah that so is threaded pretty... the rope through those eyelets and then back through the wood the little gaps of the wood support beams yes and I get up. yeah so it's i can walk under it it doesn't hit my head so it's out of the way um and i can just easily reach up and just i'm out on the balcony instead of doing pull-ups on the big beam support beam that looks like if you fuck up you'll fall over the beam <laughs> yeah i'd be hanging right there's a video i think it's still on instagram of me doing pull-ups 
in the rain. You did it. You filmed it, I remember? I think I did, yeah. I do and remember that. It's right on the edge of, like, like the, 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 what, the fence, not the fence, the railing. Yeah, the balcony railing. Is, would be, like, right up against my butt or my dick, depending <laughs> on which way I'm facing. Inappropriate. If, I, if I'm facing, if it's facing my stomach, uh, groin region. <laughs> which word do you prefer? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess groin region, I don't know. My dick region. Uh, I'd, I'd be thrusting i'd be shoving my dick up against this railing yeah you would that's not <laughs> that's not safe and that's not uh, appropriate for the neighbors to be watching yeah um and then if i were to turn then my back is right up against the railing and that yeah seems if, a little if my bit hand more slipped or something uh then i might fall and, and fall over the <laughs> railing or fall <laughs> forward and but now I'm scared that this fucking rope is going to snap. It's going to, like, snap. I think we need to just find, like, a heavy-duty rope. Yeah. But it has to be thin, too. We it need to, to go really visit thin. Home Depot or something. Yeah, I need, like, a cable, like a metal cable. Um, but, yeah, it's... Hopefully I'll be able to, to do a few more, uh, like, stretches and just hang. Kind of align my back a little bit. Twist and twerk and do... Uh, I'm sure if I jump, I could maybe lifts. grab hold of this bar. Well, or I told you, I... you should... You should Stand uh, on the chair. Yeah, push the chair over a little bit. And then do it. You could slowly work on building up your your body, your upper body strength. Yeah, my upper body strength definitely needs um needs some work. I'm I'm a weakling. Or even just hanging, that's good for your spine. Or uh, doing some of those leg lifts, like captain's chair type leg lifts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's interesting. We'll see how long it lasts up there. I'm also worried with the weather. That the heat and condensation at night mm. or uh, the sunlight, how quickly over time that will erode the rope. Yeah, it dries that's it out true. And I makes didn't the fibers really think a little more brittle. You're going to be doing a pull-up <laughs> one day and it's going to like snap and you're going <laughs> to fall. I remember as a kid in uh, Indianola, Iowa, uh, my dad made it. Like, the most basic treehouse I think you can make. <laughs> it was just like a sheet of, of plywood uh, nailed to the tree. And then I think he put up, like, one rail. And then the wooden, uh, like, steps to climb the like, tree. Yeah, to get up there. And then, which were just, like, two-by-fours attached to the, uh, nailed to the tree. And then there was a rope. He put a rope, like, I think it was a rope and a tire so he tried to make like a tire swing. I remember my cousins like Aaron and his sisters came over one day <laughs> and Rachel, uh, Aaron's oldest sister, uh, was swinging on the rope tire oh, <laughs> and no. the rope snapped. Oh, and that she just sucks. fell just straight down. And I, oh. I don't remember if she cried or what, but she wasn't like hurt. I think it was just kind of like, like the unexpected. Like shock of it, yeah. <laughs> I remember like with rope tires or tire ropes, it always collected rainwater in the yeah, bottom uh -huh. of the tire. <laughs> yeah, I think my parents had... I always found that very gross. ...done one once, I think, uh, at the big white house in Des Moines. I yeah. think that big tree, um, they had swung a... Or they had made a tire swing. I feel like it lasted for like a year or two before we took it down. I don't know, remember why, but... Yeah, I feel like that rope swing probably lasted maybe one year i feel like it was good a season and then like the next yeah. season we all thought it would still be good and then whoosh, it wasn't breaks. i mean they get a lot more brutal weather than we do but that's true yeah 
we still do get a lot of condensation a lot of uh, it, like it gets hot and then it gets really cold at night and then yeah. it warms up during the day so. so yeah especially like on the south like anything facing the southern sun like in the in the summer especially you see everything that's facing south like the stop signs mm -hmm. and or cars parked there all the time or other stuff like that you see the fading it fades a lot yeah it's yeah. just the sun there's like no cloud just the coverage. elements yeah, yeah. just like where's that shit down it's pretty crazy it is crazy how powerful nature is yeah, nature. all right let's move on to positive experiences i think i'm going to rename this i think i did already rename it to recent experiences. i was gonna say mine is renamed to recent um i like the idea of trying to keep a positive uh frame of mind but this is also we have incorporated in here with the lesson learned uh compliments of the day, day. Of the day and then your uh rant of the day and then i have a new one the snota <laughs> abbreviation s-n-o-t-a which is which stand for shit. shit no one talks about yeah shit no one talks about so i kind of added that as a new category for that yeah um, so it, it just makes more sense to rename it recent experiences but i like the change i like the evolution of change i like that yeah. so we haven't really kept a lot of stuff the same we're kind of uh, or we do we keep the core kind of similar I think we, yeah keep change, it kind of core and make small changes here and there see what's working see what what might work better mm -hmm. i agree uh my first note on here is uh <laughs> jesus loves the little children have you ever heard that song jesus loves the little children no. all the children in the world red yellow black and white they are children in his sight. Jesus loves yeah, the little children. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard that world. song. Uh, that was a song we used to sing in Sunday school a lot. Uh, coming up, growing up in the church. And I found it kind of funny. I was thinking about this the other day. That they have this song. Christians, conservatives love, love to say that they believe in God and <laughs> love Jesus. Jesus is my homeboy. Yeah. Um, but my note following that was bring the children. Oh, and Jesus also says bring the children to me. He says what? that in the in the New Testament. That's creepy. I think the adults were trying to keep the children away from like running up to Jesus as he taught, and then Jesus said something about no, what are you doing? Like bring the children to me, allow them to come. That's okay. Huh, uh, which okay. is kind of cool of Jesus. You know, if this yeah. is a true story. Um, it's okay. <laughs> let the children come up here i did always think that was that is kind of there like is kind of pedophilia type connotations to that i mean a lot of stuff in the bible if you read you can interpret it or, or read it in the wrong way i always found that was especially in my teen years going to church that yes bring the little children to me yes yeah, give me all the kids jesus juice yes. oh god <laughs> <laughs> uh but my note on this was so Jesus loves the little children, bring the children to me. But now let's build a fence and deport and criminal criminalize immigration and yeah. movement. So uh, the same people who who like to uh, like to invoke Jesus and God and the Bible, um, they're also seem they also seem to be the same people that want to build a fence and want to put guys with guns along our borders. Yeah. And they want to Doesn't seem very godly. They want to separate families. They want to punish people who are just trying to move around on the and ground. Have a better life. And go yeah. from one section of ground to another section of ground. Uh, but since our governments have criminalized movement, 
where none of us can go anywhere in the world without having a special piece of paper, special pieces, or, magical pieces yeah. of paper, identifications and passports and, oh, you can't come here because you're this skin color or you can't come here because you're this re religion or you can't do this or that or you can't go where you want. Even if you have somewhere to go, even if you have the money, even if you know people there, you're not allowed, you can't do this or we're going to track you and... It's just all this fucking creepy control shit. It is. And I don't know why this is coming from the people that claim to uh, worship God or embrace God and Jesus and all that stuff. When they are also simultaneously singing Jesus loves the little children and bring the children to me and love thy neighbor and all this stuff. But then they simultaneously are kind of hating their neighbors mm -hmm. and hating people that are different than them. I don't get that. Yeah, and, and they, I don't they get that. all they fall back on is they think it's going to protect them. They think it's for their safety. Yeah. And that's just kind of the drum they keep beating. That's all I have on that note. I thought it was kind of interesting. It is kind of uh, interesting. It came to my mind randomly, so I wrote it the fuck down. <laughs> Lessons from if we... Oh, I mentioned this to you while, uh, a while ago. What lessons do you think you could learn from yourself if you could separate your mind body and soul so if you oh. could pull your uh separate your mind that's that's kind of traditionally how people view uh human beings you're mind, body, and composed soul. of uh, the mind which is like the calculator the computer then the body which is the animal the primal of uh, part of us and then the soul which is um, like the love part of us, it's the, um, I've heard Aubrey Marcus and he's re referenced other people who refer to the soul as the force animating life. And mm, that okay. it's, it's the part of us that is like the mischief, uh, playful part of us, it's kind of the childlike part. Yeah. So if you could separate your mind and your body and your soul into three separate individual entities and interview them, what kind of shit do you think you would learn? What kind of lessons do you think, Man. like your your logical mind, your logical computer? Shit, like what kind of shit would it? A lot. Like if you could ask them questions, and wow, if they yeah. could if they could tell you what they observe or what they've learned from your behavior, or your body part, your animal part, like what would that be like interviewing the primal part of you, that, that, that primal really cool, individual? Yeah. So see them, I guess you would be like, in in the best case scenario, you would be you composed of all three parts, but then in front of you... You have your parts kind of separated. They're all separate yeah. and different individuals and how each part acts a little different and frames the world a little different, processes things a little differently. I thought that would be cool if I could do that. That would be you cool. Hear, I never really thought about something like that. You hear people, I know Larry King asks a lot, like, if you could, if you could, what was it, like, hang if out I with or have, <laughs> have dinner with or meet anyone past, present, or I guess it would be living or, or, or dead, who would you want to meet or talk oh. to? A lot of people would say Jesus or, you know, stuff like that. Um, I think it, it's a little more interesting. Like, what could you do if you could interview your, like, separate the those three the, parts of yeah. your body and, and talk to them? Yeah. What, could you, what kind of introspection would they have for you? Man, that's pretty interesting. 
I think if you uh, if you devoted a little bit of time, maybe like an hour or less, and kind of seriously thought about what that would be like, I wonder what kind of notes people would be able to write down, like what kind of introspections that yeah. they, would, they would come across. Maybe we should test it out. Here's another one. Hypocrisy is normal. I think I mentioned this a bit yesterday. A little bit of hypocrisy is normal. Just like a little bit of ego is normal. Yeah. Ego is normal. Hypocrisy is normal. But we must fight against it actively. I think this came when I, I heard uh, that bullying doesn't cause suicide. But it helps stoke the depression that leads to suicide. Yeah. Yeah, I would uh, agree with that. Depression is usually the, the reason for suicide, I believe, is my understanding. So getting made fun of, I don't remember what I was, uh, I think maybe it was like a, a news story that I scrolled by and one of the users said that bullying doesn't cause suicide. And I kind of, I got what they were saying. Um, it, it definitely does help stoke that depression. It might yeah. not be the actual um, like cause of it, but cause I of it. think, yeah, it definitely helps kind of bubble it more. Yeah, I think it, that applies to a few different things. Um, and then I also have, this is ties to the hypocrisy thing too, is um, I see a lot of people invoking the Bible, but they seem to hate their neighbors. So I kind of already mentioned that with yeah, the Jesus Loves Little Children. I mentioned it yesterday. I yesterday, think I had a screenshot. Yeah of that but um that's why that note came to mind is that i see a lot of this it seems like hypocrisy people invoking the bible but then they seem to kind of want to control and they really dislike their neighbors um but yet they're embracing the bible uh and i don't know what parts of the bible they're embracing it doesn't seem to be the love yeah. parts or the forgiveness like parts they pick and choose um so i i kind of found that hypocrisy is normal uh we just have to actively fight against it and be conscious of where we are being hypocritical and give each other a little bit of leeway a little bit of room to a little bit of forgiveness and patience because yeah just like with ego people are going to have ego that we encounter but we're going to have to be a little patient with those people um, just like we're going to have to be a little patient with those who are being hypocritical. It's all natural, normal stuff, but those people haven't learned to kind of actively fight against yeah. those things. Or they um, choose maybe not to. Yeah, they choose not to. They don't want to. They embrace hypocrisy. We see that with Trump a lot. They're they're afraid and they they think that if they admit that they were wrong or admit some sort of weakness then they're losers and that they're incapable i guess yeah of, that's of success. so crazy I'm that not people really sure. just can't admit when they're wrong like just put your ego aside no one's gonna be mad if you say hey i was wrong my bad it's like, a little it, i would say it's only painful setting aside your ego or admitting you're wrong or I've been hypocritical or whatever. Um, it's a little painful. I think it's only a little painful because we're not used to it. Yeah, yeah. But you grow you grow in the uncomfortable. As you do it more, you're going to get used to it. You're going to, oh, 
This is another one of those bullshit moments. I'm embracing hypocrisy or I'm being hypocritical. I am uh, pumping up my ego. I'm allowing my ego to uh, control this situation and I'm not being logical. I'm not yeah. being um, open-minded. I'm not uh, using wisdom or whatever. Uh, so just more stuff to, to be aware of. We always have to uh, be conscious of, of what your shortcomings are and then actively fight those bad habits and actively try to implement new better yeah, habits work on work on yourself so that you don't continue to have those shortcomings here's another one i have a little update with supplements i've been taking um i've been taking turmeric for about a month now turmeric is interesting uh, i i took it a, like a I year like ago used to take it before. and i took it for probably a year straight and then this time i took it for about a month straight this time i took a, a different brand and a different form of it it was 500 milligrams um like concentrated curcumin so it's like a high dose mm. i think usually there's only about 100 milligrams and this one was supposed to be five times more potent whoa okay um and there's a lot of research on curcumin, which is just like a, a bright orange spice. They use that spice a lot, and especially like Indian food, but a lot of other stuff. There's some turmeric in the um, those mochi ice cream balls. Yeah, I, was I mentioned that to you. I was thinking last that. Night. Didn't you say there was turmeric in those? Yeah, that kind of gives it a, an interesting little spice flavor. But it's supposed to help a lot for inflammation. Okay. And they've done research. Uh, using it for cancer and using it for uh, like a replacement for painkillers like ibuprofen or aspirin and the results are kind of mixed like usual um, they still need to do a little more <laughs> or a lot more research they uh, some people say it works perfectly it's amazing does it all <laughs> changing their lives life changing. and then other research and, and uh kind of results show that it's no better than placebo so not really sure um yes yeah, i just knocked out her door i'm afraid afraid who is it you gotta well, you want to pause yeah let's okay. take a pause real fast please don't f it up please don't lose the audio So you were talking about your turmeric? Yeah, you. Uh, we had to take a bathroom break. And then yes. we had we, gotten a package. We had a delivery from Amazon. Got my monthly subscription stuff, which was... Let's see if I can remember everything. It was we that got gum, gum. That natural gum stuff. We I got the fucking name of it. Peanuts. 
Got some uh, cashews, yes. some pecans, and I some pistachios. <laughs> and got some ashwagandha. I'm trying that. That's an adaptogen, which is supposed to help with your like stress, your mood. Mm. Um, I've been trying that to help me taper off of Zoloft. Yes, yes. So I'll keep people updated on that. Um, nice. All my supplement information that I have gathered notes i've gathered and written uh supplements i've tried and no longer take and stuff i'm currently taking is all on the website at davidkatoltd.com yeah you're very good at making sure you take your supplements i can't even remember to take my lexapro on a daily basis <laughs> and that's with me having a daily good. alarm that's not i good. take it i just don't ever take it at the same time anymore because oh. i forget <laughs> Uh, you can find that in the bio section of the website, I believe. Yeah, so we were talking about your turmeric. Yeah, so turmeric um, didn't work for me as a painkiller. So I made a note on the website. Uh, I'm not going to be ordering that anymore with my subscription. I, uh, I, I took one day when my leg was bothering me mm -hmm. after playing basketball. I took two... So 500 milligrams at one point and then 500 milligrams at another point and didn't feel like it helped at all for the pain. It didn't work like an oh, aspirin or ibuprofen. Yeah. Um, and it hasn't helped with other stuff. It hasn't helped for... Um, Any other like reoccurring pain yeah, you kind of have? Just in general, the quality of life hasn't really improved and didn't really feel much different when I was taking it for that year. I felt more noticeable changes with like creatine and I forget what else I was taking. You took a, do you tell? Took a bunch of shit. Creatine was like probably the most noticeable one. Yeah. But I don't, I don't I take creatine anymore. I feel like on the rare occasions I had the creatine, I definitely could tell something was going on <laughs> in me. <laughs> so I just wanted to, to put that out there. Uh, I know a lot of people are interested in supplements, and I, I don't know. I think um, if you can't notice, if there's not a noticeable evidence, a noticeable change, difference between taking something and not taking something, then I probably wouldn't spend money taking it. For yeah. for stuff like food, that's different because clearly we all need food and. Uh, I think all the research shows that we get our the most nutrients and absorb the foods. best. There's the most bioavailability in like whole foods, like fruits, vegetables, meats, uh, all that stuff. So I'm going to try to be sticking with only the stuff I see the evidence of it working and actually maybe testing it individually. So just like I kind of did that test for turmeric, like, well, will this work like a painkiller for me? No, it doesn't. Maybe for someone else, but apparently but for my body, for it does not utilize that as a painkiller. Hmm. And I've also, uh, I think this note is on the website too, that uh, curcumin, turmeric isn't absorbed past the intestines. So if you have pain, like I had leg pain, uh, I don't know how it can be used as a painkiller if, if it's it not can't utilize, it. yeah, it can't use, utilize those nutrients outside of the... Uh, intestines out of your uh, digester your uh, your your digestion we're, we're digest everything yeah digestive tract thank you you're welcome then how <laughs> the fuck is it going to uh be a I, pain i guess transport those yeah. nutrients 
to the location of pain, to the location of inflammation. I don't think it does. I, yeah, sounds kind of like a most weird of, placebo effect thing. Yeah, I think most of turmeric curcumin gets excreted. You just shit it out. <laughs> it doesn't... I don't think it really does much. Do a whole lot. So I just wanted to let people know about that. that. Um, any last, other supplement? Uh, no, that's it for that. Okay. Did you have any? Um, I, stuff I don't have any supplement stuff, but I have a lesson learned <laughs> um, under my recent experiences. I surprisingly don't have a rant of the day, but I have been out of work for two days. So Out of work? You've been, I mean, I've had off. this weekend off, so... Um, I don't have any rants. Most of my rants tend to come from work because I'm exposed to a lot of silly people. And if we rant, if we complain, we should probably. I think the energy. Yeah, the energy should be. If we're going to spend the energy complaining and ranting, we should be looking also for a lesson. Yes. What can we learn? Not just pointing the finger at other people's behaviors yes. and what they're doing and how they're annoying us. I but think how my can, last two rants, I had pull, something like that, though, I yeah, feel like. What can we apply to ourselves in these uh, bad, negative, awkward, whatever, unpleasant exchanges? So go ahead. Yes, so um, I have a lesson learned because I was a dodo head yesterday. <laughs> Um, and for those of you who listen, if you listen to our news headline episode that we recorded yesterday, there's going to be, mm, what, like an hour and a half? But it's, I don't know. Maybe close don't know to how two, long. an hour and a half-ish, maybe more. Half. Um, I once again, for about the third time, lost audio. I didn't lose it. I swore that I hit resume. And we did our sync sound, but I was too much not in the moment and did not double check um, that I was in fact recording. So I again lost some audio. Um, so I'm sorry, you guys, that that so part of that episode won't be as great of quality. Um, so you thought you hit record, but you I, didn't. I, I, I thought like I the, did hit record. This yes. This is like at least probably the third time you've done that. Yeah. And usually, so then we end up talking for an hour and a half or yeah. something, and then at we the end of it, it. <laughs> you hear me, you hear me say in that episode, like what, like what's that look? Because my, I made a facial expression, yeah, because I was like, what, like I, I swear yeah. I hit. There's nothing there. Yeah, there's not nothing recording. there. It told me I stopped recording at this time when I swear I hit freaking record and we did our sync sound because we remembered to do that. And maybe that's where my brain was, was more like, oh, make sure you do your sync sound. And I try not to touch my phone too much while we're recording. Um, so just kind of my lesson learned is to slow down, double check, be present um, and stop trying to like. I don't know if I was just excited to start right back in or what my deal was, but making sure that I check and I double check and maybe you can double confirm as well that I am in fact recording, but I wanted yeah. to make that call out that it was my fault and I'm, I felt like an asshole and I got very upset that I did lose it. And I did too. <laughs> you did too. Yes. It was a little, I mean, I feel like we handled it pretty well. Um, we got our frustrations out, but we didn't dwell on it the whole day. Like I think we would have in the past. Ashley and Dave would have. Dave and Ashley, whatever, however you want to say yeah. it. Well, for me, um, especially with my 
with my kind of war against repetition. <laughs> yeah, and the hating, fact that I did it multiple times. Yeah, hating repeating stuff that I don't really enjoy. And then this is like a, a form of that. Like it's, I f like this is the third time repeating. Yeah, and it makes your editing harder, and it's not as good a quality for the listeners. Yeah, it sounds with like our names attached yeah, to it. You know, so. I'm right up to the mic. Yeah, and then it sounds like. I'm just talking to a weirdo in, the, in this <laughs> echoey in the distance, chamber in this yeah. dark room with me, and I've I've listened to a lot of episodes, podcasts where someone's not up on mic like they should be, or someone's in the background talking, and it's kind of annoying. And I know it's annoying the longer you listen to it. So, yeah. but there's nothing we can really do about it. That's why we try not to dwell on it. Yesterday, other than make sure, like if. If you're making a mistake or fucking up, own it. And then what can you do to avoid to it from happening it, yeah. again? Like, I'm, I was super pissed off because, okay, I've had to deal with this three times now. I feel like Ashley's not taking it seriously. I feel like um, she's, she's, like, it's not her thing, really. It's my thing. So why would she take it as serious? Clearly, she's not taking it serious because she's fucked up three times. So all these things go through my mind. And mm -hmm. I'm putting all this uh, kind of weight on you. Uh where I'm not fucking up. I didn't lose my audio. So what is she doing? What is? Why yeah. can't she like get, get it, it together? together? Yeah. Why well, isn't she learning? <laughs> why isn't she making adjustments? Yeah. So yeah, that the repetition of that kind of stuff. Like, why does this person keep doing this? That stuff gets really under my skin. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why haven't they got it yet? Why aren't they getting better? Why? But I think we did a. <laughs> We did a really good job at kind of communicating that with each other. And, um, you know, I, w I admitted it fairly fast. Like, yeah, I swear I hit it, but apparently I didn't. Like, the proof is right there that I didn't. Um, well, and then with my, with my acceptance of apologies or your admitting fault, it sometimes feels meaningless. Like, apologies to me will feel meaningless because it's like, well, you've made a mistake multiple times now. Why should I... Why does your apology mean anything? Mm -hmm. Like you haven't made the adjustment yet, so you don't care. Yeah. So I don't know. But we're finding, humans. We make mistakes. Yeah. Finding like if it is important to Multiple you, times. <laughs> if you do really want to get better, then what are you? What can you do to stop that? Stop yourself from fucking up and stop yourself from making the same mistakes over and over. Specifically, like so. I don't know what you came up with, but I gave you a couple suggestions yeah. and just kind of told you, like, this needs to stop. Like, I don't, like, I feel like I'm a boss who keeps telling their employee, like, you, <laughs> like you, you can't, can't keep doing do this. this. <laughs> yeah. Like, stop doing this or you're going to get fired. Yeah. But we're supposed to be doing this for fun and to try to open people's minds and help educate, help share experiences and and try to, try to progress despite, yes. like, these annoyances and the bullshit yeah, and we, repetition we did come to kind of the agreement too that you know because we are doing this on our own we don't have producers we don't have other people you know it does all solely come down to us between the recording and the transferring and the oh, editing yeah. and and the posting and things like that so um, there really is no one else to blame but myself and just kind of I came up with you know i i definitely need to be present and i need to be paying attention and if i've got to check my phone a few extra times you know then i gotta check my phone a few extra times if that means not losing 
a huge chunk of audio because, you know, like we were talking about yesterday, you know, yeah, your name is attached to it, but, you know, I'm a part of it too and my name is attached to it too and I have, you know, a way I want to portray. So I don't want to be portrayed as, you know, the airhead who doesn't care. (laughs) Um, So just kind of sticking true to my guns and and holding myself accountable and and making myself kind of slow down. So that was my lesson learned. I think you you make a good point about the amateur thing. Yes, we are amateurs. Um, We don't have professionals helping us and doing it for us. us. We're not in a studio. But uh, at the same time, I think it's important to, like, I think it's good you can acknowledge we are amateurs, be realistic about it. But at the same time, do you want to remain an amateur? I don't. Do you want to up your game? Do you want to, like... I want to elevate. Yeah, elevate. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Manifest. Yeah. So uh, it's okay to acknowledge it, be realistic. But at the same time, don't embrace that shit if you want to get better. Yeah. You can't embrace it. You can acknowledge it, but you have to be, like... Yeah, that, that's true. I, I do need to up my game. I do need to, to maybe take these steps to, to get better, to improve. Um, yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? It does make sense. So bear with us. Last one We're trying. <laughs> is I have a pro tip. Oh, a pro tip. Okay. A uh, pro tip. We're almost done with this section. We'll move on to part two here in a second. Pro tip. Uh, I just wrote put put like we do this I, or I try to do this. I put the like your smelly food waste compost in uh, like your plastic package waste. Yeah. So we had a uh, we poured the coffee our coffee grounds fresh coffee grounds mm-hmm. into a canister that we stored in. Yeah. And then we throw that. Uh, that plastic package that the coffee grounds were in into the trash but then we're cooking with like eggs, eggs ground beef package shallots. which has the blood and the raw meat yeah. shallots the skins and just throwaway food that kind of smells bad as uh, compost or whatever instead of letting it sit in your open trash where you'll have to change the trash faster sooner, sooner. Yeah earlier quicker might more often gnats or some kind of yeah bugs. might attract the the gnats the flies different bugs ants um a lot of time or a lot of times i'll i'll just grab uh, uh if there's like a trash uh plastic yeah like empty a tortilla plastic wrapper yeah, or like something a in tortilla there plastic uh cheese um if you have buy the shredded cheese yeah, or the sliced cheese yeah resealable stuff you could seal up package up um, I feel like that saves a little time, a little money, re- a little resources, I, yeah. and it definitely saves your uh, it from smelling disgusting yeah, in your house helps or apartment. Combat the odors, just kind of like tossing banana peels inside, and you know, bugs, empty buggies. plastic uh, bread uh, holder or something, you know. Bread holder. Bread like holder. the bread bags, the bread bags, bags bread yeah. come in. <laughs> they have the English muffin bags. Yeah. Yeah, so just kind of using what you have to uh, improve your situation. Kind of using it's a good the, pro tip. I like that. the resources that I you already like have. I it's very helpful. Um, ever since we started doing that, I definitely noticed, like, you don't smell, you know, your cucumber shavings yeah. or you don't smell... You know any of that stuff? The open meat packages peels, sitting in there, anything. like yeah, it definitely helps kind of 
prolong the life of your garbage bag. Yeah. And, and then you're not your just sanity. wasting <laughs> all of these resources. Yeah. And then a uh, second part of that was, uh, like we suggested, the glass bowls already mm-hmm. for storage of your uh, food, leftovers. Yeah, no meals. leaching. Yeah, no leaching. No uh, uh, Super easy to clean up. Disflavoring <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, easy to clean up. Um, but here's the uh, the one I wrote down for this one was use wood clothespins as package clamps. 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 Yeah, we do that. Uh, I know a lot of people buy the big plastic like bag oh, clips. Oh, like, clip, like chip clip bags. I'm not really into those. I don't I'm feel not like really into those either. they're as effective. I, and I feel like they're a little less versatile than yeah. the wood clothespins. Um, we had a ton at one point, but we, we donated a lot of them and just kept like a handful yeah and i i put those i just like will wrap up a wrap up your froze your freezer bag mm-hmm. um you can put a clip on a lot of your freezer the stuff you freeze uh we do it for sometimes for stuff in the fridge but usually stuff in the yeah. freezer or the cabinets is yeah it's mostly cabinets and freezers i feel like we use it for but it does just as good of a job at keeping your food fresh um it's probably cheaper yeah, you get a lot of them. It's also not plastic. Yeah, it's, so. there's more wood, uh, so it's a little more renewable. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was a, a good one yeah, to recommend. Yeah, I feel like we've been recommend. doing that for, what, a couple years now? Yeah, I think by, I think my parents did that, and that's where I got the idea. And I, oh. I thought it was, I thought it worked better than those big uh, bag clips. And big, gaudy plastic I like them ones. better than rubber bands. And yeah, I don't not a huge fan of rubber banding on my food and i don't like the idea of buying like a shit ton of i know some people will buy like cereal boxes oh like those like containers yeah like the plastic cereal and so they'll buy the box of cereal at the store and then pour that into a plastic cereal container container. yeah my Um, grand my grandparents i I never understood that I don't get it. So you're buying more resources to store. You're just changing where you store it. We do that with the coffee, but... But they're glass. But that's supposed to help it keep keep it fresh, right? Like Because it's airtight. Yeah. And... uh, It's easier to access. It's only one thing instead of like... We don't do that for everything. Yeah, we only do it for our coffee. I see a lot of people, they'll they'll buy... I have seen that, yeah. ...foods and just immediately transfer them into other containers. There was a picture... I think this was a, like a news story. I don't remember the outlet, but it was like the minimalist's dream kitchen. And it was a kitchen full of uh, like jars, like mason jars and storage jars, plastic containers. How's and that stuff minimalistic? Like that. So, you, yeah, I thought the same thing. I think I'm pretty sure one of the comments said that too. So, you take everything out of their original plastic containers. containers that you get at the store or whatever. And then you just put it in another container. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't seem very... Uh, <laughs> Seems a little excessive. Yeah. I, I think it works for some stuff, but... Interesting. All right, uh, part two. What should we do for this? Should we just uh, go straight two. into it? Yeah. I don't have very many notes for it. Maybe we should take like a little pause. Should we take we'll a pause? Pa- let's just pause. Maybe just have... Be just be quiet for five seconds. Oh, okay. In five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, part two. Uh, shit to we two. saw and heard. So, I think most of mine are going to be news stories, but I have two notes on here. My first note is working together collectively toward mutual freedom. This was something Russell Brand said on his podcast, Under the Skin with Russell Brand. 
And he was talking, I don't remember his guest, but I thought that was a, kind of a good way of putting it that we should be focusing more on working together toward mutual freedom. Mm. A lot of people just kind of want to be left alone. They view things uh, in only terms of like divisiveness, what's, what, what's different about us, what divides us. Yeah. Um, I think we all kind of want our own freedom and want to live live the way that we've learned is the best that works best for us. His point was just uh, that if we could find some common ground, we can work together more on those things. Um, mm. I don't really have a lot of thoughts on that. I just I like that he talks a lot about the like finding yeah common threads and things and common well, goals. Well, yeah, I think uh, people we kind all of at need the to core, do that kind of want the same few things yeah i mean we're all human we're all on this planet together we all want to be happy we all want to have like a fulfilled life so that doesn't mean you have to do it all on your own like we can all work together to accomplish it like everyone is just me 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 what do i want me 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 when you can yeah you can still do what do you want but there's there's still other ways you can get what you want with the help of others and you can be helping them in the process so we should all like come together we're all just in this together so why do we individualize ourselves so much to where we can't rely on other people we can't come to mutual goals with other people it, it's very odd yeah and it's really sad with how, how many people try to control other people and they want their freedom to do kind of whatever to have their religious beliefs and their form of morality but then they want to restrict people's right to get married or um, like gay marriage and uh, and immigration and stuff like that they want to restrict other people and they don't care about their freedom yeah. to do stuff so that's uh that's some more of that hypocrisy and it's just very fascinating that we in 2020 have not found a more streamlined uh, yeah like just a more common way of just working together and, and kind of you know how people kind of kind of go to their default setting like that knee-jerk reaction yeah of whatever wiring that they're used to um i find it odd that that that's i don't know what i was gonna say but <laughs> <laughs> it's okay this is this is this is why we have sober days <laughs> <laughs> i find it odd that that that's the knee-jerk reaction and um yeah, uh, here's another thing from the Russell Brand podcast. He, his guest was talking about a god. There's two types of gods that people kind of make. Uh, they, they have a god of... I, I kind of mentioned this, that they use, like, our, my family will use god as a term of the unknown. Mm-hmm. And they just... They don't know anything. They don't know how to communicate. They don't want to expand their mind, so... God just kind of blanket covers everything and they incorporate God into everything in their life. It's all the unknown parts. It's all the stuff that they don't want to discuss. Yeah. <laughs> there. Yeah. Um, so there's that God that we don't really know 
anything about it's just the the infinite space and um yeah i don't know what god is and i don't i don't know why we exist the meaning of life so it's just all this unknown stuff and then there's the other people who have a god of every single detail yeah a god of very specific rules a god of um a god a god of uh like, like false love uh they they think that god loves them for doing certain things for getting converts or for uh restricting the sinners yeah uh stuff like that so it's i thought that was really interesting i had never really looked at it in that uh, point of view yeah i don't that, think i've ever really thought that there about really it really is kind of too like my god like i i kind of view god as like that i don't i don't know i'm agnostic so everything is unknown to me yeah and plausible and kind of it could be either or it's kind of all down the middle yeah because i don't have proof yeah we can't prove it one way or the other but it's interesting that some people embrace embrace this idea of of god as proof a god of rules and very specific details they know everything and god knows everything about them and they know everything about god it's like how the fuck do you know you're claiming you have conversations with them that you hear them that everything is spelled out in this ancient book that was written by multiple authors for multiple reasons and like (laughs) it's just i don't know it's a lot of uh it's interesting huh it is interesting it's frustrating too. It is frustrating. As I don't well. like when people talk in certainties, so I, I'm always um, pleasantly been- surprised and pleased to see other people view things or explain things in kind of a a way that is embraces the unknown, and we're not certain. Yeah, like, we don't but, know 100%, like, where we freaking all came from. Yeah, but still <laughs> maintains, like, a good, the uh, pure intention of, uh, well, it's okay if we don't know. Let's still try to be good people. Yeah, it is okay Let's if we don't know how work, we all got created. Yeah, it's still it's okay to being. work together and, and try to find uh, mutual beneficial ways of living or helping each other make progress. Uh, another note I have, the policymakers and lawyers <laughs> i think this was part of that podcast too the policy makers and lawyers cast word spells and write history and i think that's very accurate so the insiders the, that people, is very the people who make the policy and the lawyers who write the policy cast word spells they use their insider dialogue and ter- terminology that you don't know and they use a very confusing system and they want that system to be as confusing and convoluted as possible so that they can maintain their control and their mm-hmm. leverage on the common people. I'm a very common person, I think. I think uh, I, I feel like I kind of stand for the common man. I don't I, agree. I don't really uh, relate to super successful, wealthy people. And uh, I also don't relate to super... I feel broken, but I, I see a lot more broken people out there than yeah, me. A lot yeah. more lost people out there than me. Um, so, so I feel like I'm kind of in, yeah. I feel yeah. like I'm, I'm pretty common in the middle. I, I see both sides of the story. I feel like I've experienced both sides of a lot of stuff. So I don't know why I'm saying all this. <laughs> 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 Trying to validate myself, I think. It's okay. 
It's okay to validate yourself. I agree, though. I do feel like you've experienced kind of both sides, and you you try to stand up for what is what seems right and what's kind of common sense. And you like to call out the bullshit of like, well, this doesn't make sense. Why are we doing this? Obviously, it's not working. So why are we continuing it? Um, I, I don't so think I there's like a ton of certainties in life that are like un un uh, like you can't challenge them. Yeah. You know? So I I just like to try to absorb as much as I can and, and view things from different perspectives and uh, yeah, just try to see what works and what doesn't. And I see, I just find it odd that so many people embrace this this kind of certainty like when they don't know yeah and i feel like it's a fake kind of like confidence too you see it's like a fake religious confidence or it's a fake like professional uh financial confidence and uh it just kind of creeps me out like there's not a lot of empathy or mm-hmm. or effort there's to like understand a lot of kind of weird deception behind it like all. everyone wants to be successful and and uh, wealthy they're all open-minded to hearing from successful and wealthy people but they kind of close i feel like a lot of people close their minds off from those who might not be successful and wealthy yeah but they might still still have good ideas too yeah and they won't really listen to them or take them into account because they're not the same level of success or the same level of importance and yeah yeah. Well, even the losers, or the so-called losers in life, I've learned a lot from those people. And, well, I don't want to behave like that. Or I don't want to end up like like that. Or their type of broken thinking has led them down this road. I feel like my life started improving when I recognized and realized how... I don't feel like I was closed-minded before, but I feel like my habits and my routines were closed-minded. Mm. I feel like I was always open to, like, wanting to get better and trying to yeah. get better. But I uh, I was... I mean, I, I try to, to maintain a relationship with my, my parents for years and years and years, despite, like... Seeing, like, the efforts continuously, like, not getting you anywhere. <laughs> yeah. But still, like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep trying. I'm going to keep doing this, even though it's not working. Yeah, so even, like, the people who who might not be where you want to be at life, in life, I you could still pull lessons from those people. Yeah. Um, if, if you're conscious and, and aware. aware. And I want to move on. My last note <laughs> is mainstream media lies. Oh, this is a, this is a confusing thing. Okay. So help me with my confusion. Oh, okay. uh, I, A lot of, you see a lot of, I think conservatives, I, I don't like playing this team thing, so I, I don't like it feeling like I'm attacking conservatives, yeah. but this is just kind of what I observe. Okay. I, I see they, <laughs> it's the fake news thing, mm-hmm. right? So if mainstream media lies, what's the alternative? You see that they, they, they're, you know, pounding their drum of fake news, fake news, fake news, but they're not offering alternatives. What's an alternative news source that they're, they're suggesting I use? So if you can't trust oh, yeah. NBC News 
or the New York Times or CNN or whoever. Then who else? Like, what do you, who, what, who what's you alternative? To, yeah. Like, they're not, they're not teaching us. So it's they're like not, you just have to kind of hunt for it and hope that, like, what you come across is, like, a legitimate news source. But then you... How would you know? Yeah. What, what's, what's, uh, what's, the, what's the standard? What, what is it that is making it that you guys can classify this as fake news? And they're lying. The media's lying. Okay, so do I just never believe anything anyone <laughs> says? Or do you guys yeah. have a magical outlet that is verified okay and verified uh, real news and fact news and truth news they truth don't news. they're not like really they don't seem to try to convince anyone they like to, it seems like there's a lot of just attacking this is fake news this is more bullshit from the media but there's no alternative and i have a real issue with empty kind of accusations or empty complaining and whining without presenting an, like an alternative, alternative. Yeah. to replace it or at least like if you're not going to replace it what can what can I what's like a second thing I can kind of like side by side compare uh compare them to the only um like conservative news outlets that I can think of and I don't know what they're again if they just want us to watch conservative outlets or, or read the conservative outlet news or if they have some neutral outlet that yeah. that they know about but they're not recommending so again yeah. i don't know what what's like, the point of complaining <laughs> and pointing fingers and whining but not giving us like anything a better op- different option. to go to yeah so if mainstream media point. lies like they're claiming um I, I wrote, but we can't name off-brands, which is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. what, what's the, what would the off-brand be of mainstream media? Fox News is that uh, is that the option? Breitbart News is that the option? Yeah, I don't because those think are I trust any of those. those are both like very criticized for for uh, pandering to just conservative consumers. Yeah. So again, they're they're equally as kind of maligned and and uh, not neutral. Yeah. And Interesting. not like, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I assume anyone who wants to get into journalism and news is going to be making an effort to just put the story out there and the information out there. But yeah. a lot of people are saying that that's not what's happening, that they're trying to put out a spin on the story in order to, I guess, make people pick sides interesting why we always got to pick sides that's what i don't get either like why can't we just put out the fucking information yeah put out the information so they want to try to convince you to be against liberals or to be against conservatives be for this idea and against this idea and that shouldn't be the case with our news it should just be put the information out there put the facts out there is it verifiable is it repeatable um so if we can't name any off-brands, and don't criticize big ag <laughs> nearly as much, uh, the uh, off-brand thing. So, like, it's interesting that, uh, what was I going to say? I don't know why you were going to say. I don't criticize big ag nearly as much as bad biased journalism might stunt intellect, but bad, oh, 
Bad bias journalism might stunt your intellect, but bad bias government with billions of dollars and budgets can stunt jobs and your own life and your own freedom. So I, I found that interesting that they accuse journalism of being biased, but I don't know like what what what's the real life consequence of biased news. Probably nothing. It, it, is it just the team thing? Like maybe I don't feel like they making people choose teams. Kind of. It seems like I don't know what the real consequence is, other than it might stunt your intellect. You might not know the true facts, and it it starts kind of twisting your perception of. And then just what's real and what's not based on what team falls, yeah. you're on. Um, but bad biased government if the government's being biased then they have all the power with the money and decide where the money and the investments go and um they have control of freedom and movement and uh help kind of spur the economy with investing and being the uh the source of all the money yeah um so I think there's a lot more consequence with, with the government being biased, but I don't know what the fuck my point was with all this. And all I see is you just rocking back and forth, staring at me with those dead shark eyes. Oh my God, you love calling me dead shark eyes. We can't name any off-brands and don't criticize Big Dad as nearly as much. Yeah, I don't know what you mean That's, when you... I think it was something to do with the cereal boxes. Like, people buy name-brand cereal. And they don't criticize name brand, brand cereal. And they don't criticize big agriculture who is making these grains and these sugars and stuff. Um, and at the same time, the only option, if you don't have those, would be the off-brand cereal. And uh, I don't know what my fucking metaphor was. I don't know. Maybe... Oh, my gosh. Maybe you'll come back to it. Maybe... If you move on to starting some news, you might be triggered to remember what your thought process was with your notes. But here's a good lesson learned for you to no. elaborate. No. No, 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 no. Because you continue to write notes that you don't elaborate on, and then you get frustrated because you don't know what your note it's means. because I'm in the moment now, recording, and I only have one shot to get it right because we don't go back shot. re-recording. And... I don't know. I guess I okay. always assume you can help me expand. Not always, though. But, I can't always but help you expand. you have no knowledge of any of this stuff and no opinion on any of this stuff, really. Um, well, I don't... Your note doesn't really spark anything to me that I feel like we haven't already kind of went over recently. It's probably what everyone listening is probably also saying. Like, oh, my God, stop repeating yourself. Oh, my God, you cannot All right, here's that. some screenshots. Moving on to some news headlines. I guess, yeah. Um, here's some Hulu recommendations. Got a bunch of them for you guys. They've added a lot of um, movies this month, it looks like. So a yeah. couple of them, I've seen all these. I want, wanted to give a few of them shout-outs. Recommend you guys check them out if it's not on. If you don't have Hulu or... Uh, I don't know if it would be on Netflix. It might be on Amazon Prime. It might be at your, your local library. Local library. They had a final local library. They have Final Cut on Hulu. The okay. Final Cut. You remember that one with Robin Williams? I feel like I do. And he works at 
Oh, wait, no, no. I don't want to recommend this one. I'm getting this confused with One Hour Photo. I remember One Hour Photo. What I do remember f- that one. I don't think one. I've ever seen the final cut. Maybe you added that screenshot because you wanted to browse it? I thought it was One Hour Photo. Well, that was a good movie. Be, that one was a good movie. Okay. So if you I'm haven't rec- seen One Hour Photo. <laughs> with Robin, Robin Williams. Try to find it at your local library. I don't know if it's on any streaming service. Might be on Amazon. Who knows? You might be able to get it on there. Or they, iTunes. They have uh, they have Cube on Hulu. And Cube 2. Hypercube. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't remember if you watched these with me. I think you, I watched the first Cube one? with you. And I don't know. How would you explain ago. these? It's like a group of people... Don't they wake up? Individuals, they all wake up individually, like they're separated. Yeah. I think. I think so too. Or most of them are. And they they wake up in these weird rooms that are all interconnected. I think there's there's ways out on each wall. So there's there's like Like a some ways are booby trapped. Yeah, there's booby traps. And they don't know why they're in there. It's like a I, I feel like it's a better, less grotesque version of Saw. Yeah, I because it's I kind of like it's that. like a puzzle movie where they you're have to left in how to escape. Yeah, you're kind of left in the dark, and they're trying to escape. Their lives are on the line. This is weird, um, but there's like those little hatches. There's like a hatch on the ceiling. There's a hatch on all four walls, yeah. and then there's like a hatch in the, the the ground in the middle of the floor or something. And these different people are like, "How did we get here?" what the fuck is going on yeah that movie was crazy it it was really i I like both of them i think i like hypercube on the second one a little bit better because i think it stands on its own Mm. a little better i don't think Uh, i watched you don't really the third one sucked don't watch it don't recommend it but the first two are really good um yeah those are pretty trippy those are good thrillers those are some pretty interesting or the one I saw was pretty interesting. Yep. Here is uh, another one. Swimming with the Sharks is on Hulu. That's a 1995 film with Kevin Spacey playing a mm, uh, motion picture that. executive. It says a motion picture executive's assistant puts up with his abusive boss up to a, a point and then completely snaps in this ultra dark comedy. Hmm. Uh, I enjoyed it when I watched it. So it's just this guy dealing with his that. asshole boss. I think he's trying to be a screenwriter or something like that. And then I think he ends up taking his boss hostage or something. Oh, my God. Uh, they have Food, Inc. on Hulu right now. I saw that years ago, I think, on Netflix. Yeah. kind of changed my life a little bit. Okay. Enough where I went vegan for God. at least like a year. It was at least a year. If not longer. You definitely did way feel better like it than been, I did. It might have been like two or three years. I feel like it was at least a year and a half to two years. I, I don't think we quite went on to three. That seems a little excessive. But I think we, <coughs> excuse me, I think we kept some of the aspects of it throughout like a longer period like i think we continued to drink like the soy milk and things like that um for a little bit longer but then we had kind of gotten back into eating meat but yeah i think that traumatized me a little bit yeah the movie's fucked up there's a lot of footage like uh hidden footage showing animal abuse and they they talk about Kind of the method, kind of mass producing them, yeah, mass fattening production. them up right away, just because their sole purpose is to kill them for food, and yeah. it's 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 very eye opening. Yeah. I would suggest checking that out. Regardless of if you 
or have any intents of being vegan or not. I watched it with no intention of going vegan, of eating vegan or anything. It just kind of happened. I just wanted to learn. Yeah. So um, I, I suggest everyone out there do the same thing. Just kind of learn what just kind yourself. of stuff is yeah. out there. Not every farm is evil. Not every human is trying to abuse animals. Um, but there's a lot of people that are abusive. Yeah. So I think it's good to kind of know what is out there. Yeah, and it doesn't hurt to at least educate yourself because then you can take the steps to maybe support a little bit more of like a wholesome brand or, yeah. you know, a brand who, who might be known to be treating their animals better instead of supporting, you know, these few brands who just really don't give a shit and just abuse yeah. them constantly and stuff them full of hormones <laughs> and and just... Yeah, want them to consistently get pregnant and have babies so they can yeah. keep making food. They treat them as like as, they're they're not as if they're not living as if they're not alive. Yeah, they just treat them. like Jimmy Dean. All their none of their food says anything about the animal. All their packaging, it's just like oh, this is delicious and yeah, and I'm definitely quality, but it doesn't curious. say anything about like. Uh, yeah, we don't abuse our Humanely animals. Humanely raised animals or grass-fed raised animals or yeah. um, animals are, they can wander the fields. Yeah. They're not just locked in this tiny little cage where they can't even move. Yeah. I'll, I'll, eat, I'll eat meat. I eat meat every day and uh, eggs and dairy and stuff. But I also try to buy and invest in the companies that that are certified that are being regulated mm -hmm. that do have some sort of um like ethical conscious yeah. uh, effort to to not just be fucked up people not just you know make stuff for people to consume but also still have somewhat of a, a thought to the animals that are helping make these things yeah i i think it's natural to eat other animals but I think we should always be trying to step in the direction of, of how can we get off of eating animals? <laughs> it's because it's weird when you really think about it. Maybe it's natural in, in nature for animals to eat each other, but we're supposed to be, you know, the most conscious, the most yeah. intelligent of all animals on the planet. So we should, I think, always be looking for ways to be responsible and good stewards and help the animals and just be better yeah yeah i don't want to torture them <laughs> i want them to live um like normal lives up until the the time it comes where they've lived their life out and instead of wasting that flesh that we're gonna use the nutrients Consume. uh we talked a little bit about the uh, the ants that we've been combating oh. here <laughs> in our this apartment shit is so annoying. you learned that ants are cannibals at least yeah, some of some the ants, varieties yeah because there's definitely different varieties of ants um so you can't feel too bad for like weird shit like that like oh i'm killing yeah. ants but they eat each other and yeah they can smell each other's decaying <laughs> bodies and will eat a fellow ant for like the nutrients it might be holding inside of it and that shit is fucking crazy disturbing. that is disturbing yeah it's very disturbing so uh, if you're if you're not going to be a vegan I, I recommend at least uh trying to find packaging i know applegate um yeah they kind makes of makes a statement about humanely raising their 
other animals. Mm-hmm. Horizon milks, I think um, a lot of yep, them. Yep, Horizon. Uh, usually, Good and Gather has some. That's Target's brand. Uh, they... I think with organic stuff too, um, organic, anything with organic animals, uh, animal um, foods, is supposed to be humanely treated. And mm-hmm. then uh, usually the food is less processed yeah. if it's organic. It's like the organic coffee that we get is processed in a less harsh way so like less chemicals or yeah um, it maintains more of its uh like like original nutrient density or something originalness (laughs) when i talk sometimes i feel really stupid like i i know kind of what i want to say and i i might know information or, or have heard information but then it comes out of my mouth and it's just like uh, 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 and it makes me feel so un, unsure and like I'm full of shit. Like I, like I'm a fraud. I feel like every, but everyone kind of struggles with that. I mean, it's it's the our brains are constantly running. It's easy to lose our thought processes, or um, you might have the word on the tip of your tongue. Like you're definitely not stupid. You're like a walking dictionary. <laughs> I don't agree with that, but thank you. Uh, I like the effort. You know, they, like a shit ton more stuff. Than they I have do. Eyes Wide Shut currently on Hulu. I remember that one. Which is a decent movie. That's a Stanley Kubrick movie. Kind of a weird, uh, culty, sexy. Yeah, uh, it's, that's conspiracy. the one with Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. They have I'm twenty. To make sure I was thinking of the right one. They have twenty-eight weeks later on Hulu, which I like better than twenty-eight days later so this is the sequel it's pretty freaky though um it's yeah, running zombies pretty much like zombies people who are infected <laughs> with the rage virus i think their eyes um sometimes bleed it's crazy yeah. they yell and, and scream and, you and chase after you it's a pretty apocalypse. intense movie but it it's it's a it's one of the most well done i think kind of uh, I don't know, what would you call that? Like, like running, on-the-run movies? Yeah, like on-the-run, like on-the-go, constantly kind type of, movies. Kind of scary movies. Uh, it, Thriller. It's, I don't remember being overly like grotesque, because I have an issue with that. I'm not opposed to like realistic, gritty stuff, kind of um, violent stuff, but I do have an issue. An issue with it being overly grotesque. Yeah, where it's like they're, the people who made this are taking some sort of sadistic pleasure in showing pain and torture and suffering and uh gore blood and guts yeah, on the screen and that's like considered entertainment way. i think that's a little fucked up yeah i'm not a fan of that kind of makes my stomach churn and i think this one is is not in that category but maybe i don't remember a lot of details from it but it i don't, I don't remember it grossing me out i remember it just making me uncomfortable <laughs> so i think uh I think I feel okay recommending this one. If you guys are in a mood to be kind of uh, spooked. Because it, it feels like one of those apocalyptic like movies. movies that feels like it could happen. Like I feel like some shit like that could Like a virus could happen. be released and peop- I could see people behaving this way. People are often angry and weird already (laughs) so throw in some weird mutating virus that makes people triggered a thousand percent all the time making Uh. them want to like 
kill other people or whatever. I don't know if they're trying to eat them or just I kill them. I honestly don't remember. I it's forget. been a long time since I've seen that movie. Jackass 3 is currently on Hulu. Jackass I like all the Jackass 3. movies. Oh, Jackass. Jackass, yeah. I thought you said Jackass 3. And <laughs> Jackass. I was like, what the fuck is that? Jackass number 3. Jackass. I like the movies. Um, there's, they're there's entertaining. pretty good parts in all three of them. <laughs> Uh, I wish they would have made a fourth one. Like, I like all the point ones. Do they have like Jackass? Like 3.5. 1.5. They have yeah. Jackass 2.5. And then they have Jackass 3.5. I think all those are just like the unused footage. Like I the outtakes so. or the skits that they didn't use. I would say all those are almost as equally as good as the theatrical uh, releases. Nice. Uh, so that's out there. Children of the Corn. You watched this one with me, didn't you? I don't think so. A young couple. I don't think find I themselves this. stranded in a rural, rural town. Rural. And uh, it's a hard word to say. I don't remember everything that happens in that movie. I feel like it's. Corn. I feel like the town's like abandoned or something. Maybe I and honestly, it's not sparking any bells to me. <laughs> it's kind of a weird 1984 film. Uh, supernatural horror. Horror is how horror. it's described on hulu has linda hamilton from terminator and uh some other guy <laughs> <laughs> but that was kind of a weird uh movie kind of a like the children are the bad guys i think they're like possessed or something i forget i have a hulu recommend yeah um i already mentioned this but i'm still watching nosferatu oh god so nos the number four the letter a and the number two <laughs> I'm still watching it. And Forensic Files, I'm watching those. Those are my nighttime shows. I don't watch a lot of TV without you, so it's what I do watch when I'm not with you. <laughs> so there's some interesting horror, um, crime, suspense for y'all to check out. I have another one, Love and Mercy, with John, like John Cusack and Paul Dano. Uh, they star good. as Paul Dano plays like the younger... Um, uh, he plays young Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys, and then John Cusack plays older Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. Uh, it's a really well-done movie, I thought. It's it, really well done. Yeah. I had no idea that that's kind of what the band kind of went through and what its lead singer went through, and it's amazing to see what he's overcome and the shit he had to go through. So it's, yeah, it's well, a pretty cool story. Do you remember his diagnosis? I don't remember his diagnosis, like, but I remember all the other fucked up shit that happened. I don't think it was, like, bipolar stuff. He, I think he was schizophrenic? He was, yeah, I think he was, like, um, schizophrenic sounds. Something like sounds that. Right. And... He yeah, some sort of mental disorder. Yeah. And Brian Wilson is the lead singer of the Beach Boys and kind of the mastermind I think behind mm -hmm. the group. I think is he's kind of credited for uh, forming it. Yeah. And then for producing most of their music and then a lot of their lyrics and yeah. just kind of being the driving force behind it. So it shows you some of the abuse by his agent and I think his father. His family. And his kind of family yeah. in general. Um, kind of it, taking advantage yeah. of him and things like that and his illness. And so it was it was a good movie. One of the better really liked it. musical biopics yeah. that, I've, that I've seen. So highly recommend that. That's Love and Mercy. Uh, here's another one. This one's called Pi. P-I, and the, the, the symbol pi is 
the title of it, but if you're searching for it, you have to spell it out, P-I. Um, and it says, Max is a genius mathematician who built a supercomputer that provides the key for understanding all existence. Mm, I remember watching this. I think you were in the room but didn't really watch it with me. It, it was a really trippy, confusing movie, but really unique and interesting, original. The director of Black Swan. Okay, uh, the one with... Um, Darren Aronofsky or something. Natalie Portman. Yeah, I wanted, I knew, I could see her face. I just couldn't think of her name. Yeah, he's directed a few movies. This was 1998, and it's kind of well-known, uh, well-regarded for being one of those kind of trippy, psychedelic films. I think he's, like, super paranoid throughout the film, and it's in black and white. Uh, pretty cool movie. I recommend that. Uh, Last Days on Hulu. I recommended you watch this I know you didn't because I took it out of our queue. You said Last Days? The Last Days. It's a 2013 thriller action, I believe. I don't remember if it's French. It's a foreign film, I think. I'm pretty sure it's a foreign film. Um, it says, as a mysterious epidemic spreads across the planet, trapping humanity indoors, one man sets off on a dangerous quest to save his dot dot dot. I think it's his like, girlfriend or his wife. Sounds like a very uh, stereotypical... I've um, seen a few movies like that, though. Where, where the guy is trying to save his family or reconnect with his family. <coughs> I like this one because of the mysterious epidemic trapping everyone indoors. So no one... Uh, everyone's trying to avoid going outside. Um, you're kind of left in the dark. Like, a lot of the movie the air, with what's going on. What is it? And this guy's having to kind of go through this maze of... Uh, of different buildings and stuff trying to just make his way and, and figure things out yeah. and uh, find his wife again I think it's his wife my girlfriend. wife my wife uh, I really liked it I thought it was another one of those apocalyptic movies that could have been eye rolling oh I've seen this a thousand times yeah. but this was again I felt very original it stuck in my head I haven't seen it for you've seen a, lot of a couple movies. movies. I've seen a lot of movies. I remember this one. Recommend it. It's good, So though. catch that before it leaves. Um, that's all the, the stuff on Hulu, I think. Oh, here's another one. Oh, you I, I scrolled ahead a little bit. I don't think... I think this might be the last one. This was um, I, Tanya with... Oh, yeah. Uh, Margot Margo Robbie? Robbie. Yep. 2017... It's a, based on the unbelievable but true events of Tanya Harding. It's a dark comedic tale. That of, was a pretty good of movie, the American though. figure skater and kind of her relationship with her mother, I believe, and yeah, just competitive same. skating in general. Because then she was involved with that incident where she was sabotored. She, no, she was the saboteur. She Oh yeah. She went out she supposedly hired someone to like, like a thug, someone. like a hitman to uh like fuck up another skater's leg. Yeah. So that I she <laughs> she had so more of a chance of win. winning. Yeah. That was a really good uh movie. Had a lot of really good acting, good writing, funny parts, I agree, yeah. interesting parts. Yeah, it's about ice skating. Who gives a fuck? Uh ice skating is one of the most athletic sports. 
That shit requires Probably a lot of skill. the most difficult sport on the planet. I'd say it's up there with skateboarding and some of those others that are a little underrated and kind of brushed yeah. off. Um, but a really good story. I, I really enjoyed that movie. I recommend that. That's I, Tanya. It's a pretty good movie. Let me movie. delete that one. I do so. recommend that as well. All right. I'm scrolling so down. Delete. Cool beans. Oh, I'm deleting this one too. Oh, ooh, ooh, getting ooh. some deletions ooh, going oh, I on. I deleted that ooh, one too. Ooh, ooh. Ooh. All right, here's a, here's a note. <clears throat> I think this was a a note I wrote after listening to a either Aubrey. I think it was an Aubrey Marcus podcast. I wrote, um, "God was the matter, and the Big Bang when we were all together. So we are both God and all life." <laughs> And nothingness. So if everything, um, if everything came from the Big Bang, okay, that means we're all like the same thing. We're all proud of like we're different God. elements, and we've manifested oh. in these forms. But if everything came from the Big Bang, then we're all kind of the same. Humans are the same. We might look different. We might act different. But we're all like the same material. We all were the same thing at one point. Yeah. So I think that. Like, we shouldn't forget that. And then the the God thing was... Um, oops, my screen just turned off. Oh, no. Uh, maybe God was just, like, all the matter that composed, like, that little point where the Big Bang took place. Mm. Maybe that's God. Um, yeah, maybe. And if God is part of that, then we are both God. We have that element of kind of nobility and, and the unknown and the supernatural is all kind of part of us and part of our life. That's why we have physics and quantum mechanics and all the shit we don't understand. <laughs> and so yeah. many unanswered things. Um, so if we're all this big, we're, we might be all the big stuff and important stuff, but we're also, we're all that life, but we're also like the nothingness too. And the space, like we're, we're primarily composed of emptiness I think like, what is it like? Ninety percent of an atom is just like empty space or something. Uh, yeah. Or like ninety-nine percent. No <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about that stuff. So like I science think science and I shit. I think that's important to. I, I mentioned that a little bit the other day, where we should have a healthy um, outlook of. We might have like elements of God in us, but we also have the elements of of nothingness. Like, we're not super special, but we're also not nothingness and meaningless. Yeah. And we have to find a way to kind of balance those two so that we're not extremes of the other. We don't have super huge egos, but we're, we also don't view ourselves as worthless and incapable. Yeah. And, oh, what's the point of me being here? And I can't, everyone hates me. And, like, we're, we're kind of, we're, we're, if we're God and we're nothingness at the same time, then, <laughs> then I think something. it's our job to, yeah, we're something. It's our job to kind of balance those two sides of it. Mm. I just thought just it was interesting. I wrote it that, down yeah. for for a movie note for my own, like, screenplay. So I'm going to try to incorporate that kind of stuff into a screenplay. But nice. uh, I just thought it was an interesting thought for yeah. just daily life. Yeah, that um, is. I don't think it's good to to view ourselves as we are God or whatever but it's also not healthy to view ourselves as we're, we're meaningless yeah. and pointless and nothingness um because then you have no motivation at all 
That's true. And you're going to treat everyone else as meaningless and nothingness. So you have to kind of find that balance again. Yeah. So, uh, that's pretty much what life's all about is just finding finding a balance. I thought this was kind of cool. This is a picture that I saved. Okay. In 2014. Oh. I don't know why. I guess I liked his facial expression and what he's doing in this picture, but it's a 2014 picture I had of Mark Marin before I knew who Mark Marin was. Oh, so I'll show it to you real okay. fast. He looks he looks like he might have been angry. <laughs> he looks like he's yelling at someone. He has headphones or on. He, yeah, he's he might be challenging off, someone. Yeah, looking off camera. He's got a microphone in his face. Looks like he might be doing some angry pointing like I do at Ashley a lot. A lot, yes. I, I thought that was interesting. I didn't first listen to Mark Marin until probably 2017. I might have first heard his podcast. Isn't that interesting how we come across like somebody and because I feel like we have this happen a lot and we don't know like who that podcaster is or that actor or artist or whatever at that time where something they did interest us and we saved a clip of it or whatever, but we never had the notion to want to find out who that person is. And then years later on, we actually are fans of that person. We're like, wait. <laughs> Didn't I, like, know who this person was all the way back when and I didn't, like, kind of do more research on him? I think I probably did that, took that picture at the time during my hoarding period mm. of anything that caught my eye. Oh, that's a cool angle. Oh, that's a cool expression. Oh, that's uh, a cool background or visual effect or whatever. I would either save the picture or take a picture. And this one apparently I saved. And these are the pictures I'm going through. Like, all the way back in all 2014. All the that oh. I did. Yeah. And now I'm going through those reference pictures. And trying like, to clean them can up. Can I use this in the screenplay? Them. Can I use this for anything? If not, delete, delete. So I thought that was weird. I'm a big fan of Mark Marin. He talks a lot on his podcast about introspection, about his dealing with sobriety and trying to uh, improve his life and his relationships with his family, his parents. Um, uh, overcoming like anger and depression. Yeah. Uh, he he he, uh, divorced, yeah, he went like through that. a lot of fucking bullshit. He was addicted to uh, or he yeah he was an alcoholic. He was into cocaine and. Dude, had, it sounds like he had a really crazy life. Got divorced twice. Yeah. Uh, was completely broke at one point. Uh, I don't remember if he said he was suicidal or not. I don't remember. But yeah, he's uh, he's definitely turned his life around. <laughs> yeah, because now he he's done like a TV show. He's he's definitely podcast. He's, got a he's super done popular a lot of stand up. Yeah, like some stand up specials. I'm he not acts a huge. in a lot of stuff now. Yeah, big actor or acts more. Um, he he plays the uh, the guy in. Oh, that fucking music biopic. I think that's on uh, Hulu right now, too. And he's like, lock the gates. Lock the fucking gates. Oh, I, sh yeah. I played you that clip because they're like, did, they yeah. fight. It's the one with um Kate Hudson. Oh. Um, not American Beauty. Oh, fuck. It's the other one. I, I can't think of it. I'm blanking. But he plays like a, like a, like the, what do they call it? Like the people who, um. Like the event kind of organizer that yeah, the band like talks to to oh. uh, set up the uh, to set up the performance. So I think the yeah. band like quits before like they play their whole set, <sighs> and then they like get in their touring bus, and Mark Maron's like fighting <laughs> with them and tells them to lock the gates, don't let that bus out, or something like that. 
And then he uses that on his podcast now, that clip of him saying, Lock the gates. Lock the gates. Uh, yeah, he, he showed up in a movie we watched. Shows up in quite a in few Hulu. little things. He shows up on Glow on Netflix. Yeah, he's in Glow. Mark Maron. He's, uh, he's one of the guys who helped change my life just by talking. Yeah, just by listening to his podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool how people can do that. Here is a picture I had. I took this picture at my client's house of a piece of uh, some of their bread that they bought. Have you ever back seen this Iowa. brand? This is, yeah, back in Iowa. This is Bimbo. Bimbo. <laughs> Bimbo bread. <laughs> Never heard of it. Uh, and here's their mascot. What do you think of this mascot? Um, it looks like a ripoff of the Pillsbury Doughboy. The, is that like a little bear? Yeah, is I think it like it's a bear. Is it like the looking bear? It sure looks like a bear. It's and like a white little... little chef hat on. It looks like a beanie baby bear. Like it a looks beanie like baby a polar super ripoff of the Pillsbury yeah, Doughboy. It's all he white. has the hat and has everything. has the white hat. It's, uh, he has a white apron and white fur. It's very white. Very white. Well, <laughs> And then the bread, bread is soft white. Soft okay. white bread. Interesting. Bimbo bread. Never heard yeah. of it. <laughs> what the heck? Where were they shopping? My God. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. It it does Never look like a it. straight up ripoff. All right, here's a comparison. I had a screenshot of when is this? Twenty two thousand and thirteen. I took a screenshot of a Amazon re- review I left or wrote. At the time, I had written nine reviews. My reviewer rank on Amazon.com was 866,494. And I had 21 helpful votes of 27 reviews, I believe. Mm. Um, The updated one has less details, at least in the screenshot. But I moved from 866,000th. That was my reviewer rank to 69 thousand so wow. i i'm in the top uh i'm in the top hundred thousand now Dang. i thought that was interesting um <laughs> for anyone who does amazon reviews i guess you can follow uh people what yeah you, you can, can follow, follow pages people on amazon yeah. yeah interesting so i have like my own amazon page and my uh website's attached and facebook twitter instagram um and it just has i think all the items you review and okay some other like stats on there i thought that was interesting because of uh the older one from 2013 and then my uh 2020 reviewer ranking is quite a bit higher yeah progress making some progress here's one uh, another picture i came across in my folder does this actually work this is a picture i believe you took of a giant inflatable rubber ducky wearing (laughs) sunglasses this was back in Iowa. I don't know what business this is in oh, front man, of. Oh, man, they used to always do, uh, <clears throat> they called it the Duck Derby. What? And it was for some bank who mm. always had, um, like, a duck as their, like, mascot or their logo or whatever. So then they would, um, Jordan Creek Mall would have a pond, and they would go and, like, race these little, like, plastic duckies, or they would race something. I don't know, but I think it's to, like, raise money. Um, but yeah, it was like, and they'd have like a big inflatable duck and it was, I didn't know the point of it, but anyway. Yeah. Does it, it, if, does that kind of stuff work on you, the listener? 
and on you specifically, it doesn't work on me. If I see a giant inflatable shit, I might look at it, but immediately I'm like, that's cheesy, that's tacky, that is not attracting me to your business. Uh, I don't know. Because uh, we see the uh, flying the fl inflatable, <laughs> flailing, flailing arm, arm tube men. At the Jiffy Lube. Yeah, there's one at the Jiffy Lube. We see them around yeah. other places. Uh, I and, mean, and just, it doesn't really, like, a, I don't see it and think, oh, I should go to that place. I just see it, and I'm just like, oh, okay. What is that? What is that, like, who, whose idea? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the point of it is. is so it there just... was people who made these who thought that this will be a good way to attract attention and attract customers. And I mean, then I there's people who it, buy like a car them. dealership. I don't, I don't even get that. I think it'd be funny. Like a local car dealership or something, if they just had a bunch of like flailing arm mans just like shooting around, like that shit would be hilarious. But I don't know if it'd make me actually want to give up my business or not. Yeah, and I'm curious how many of those people actually do it because they think it's funny. But there's people who are buying them, not just producing, manufacturing, and making them, but who are buying them thinking, this will attract people to my business, this will attract customers. Maybe they do it as a not uh, And I so don't much. understand how that works because yeah. it's never worked on me. Maybe so. it's not so much as like an attraction, but maybe like what a... What reason would it be? Like a, like a landmark. Like for those <laughs> of us who kind of do directions by take landmarks. Take a ride at the flailing, inflatable, flailing arm tune man. Yeah, take a, take a left when you see... When you pass the building that has the big blow up, what if they don't have something? it out that day? Then you're completely and fucked you're and lost. Then you're fucked, man. Better know what that place is. I <laughs> sense growing disinterest in those shark eyes of yours. Oh my god! Here we go. Uh, genuinely curious about that though. Um, here's a here's a shot of. I took this on Google Maps. Thought it was just kind of interesting. This is from 2012. A screenshot of Google Maps way back in 2012, eight years ago, and it has this is of the Fantasy Factory, Rob Deerdick's Fantasy oh. Factory in Los Angeles. Probably doesn't even own it anymore. And in the photo, you can see big cats striped car, car? that they did oh, in the God. episode. I don't remember what episode that is, but Rob Deerdick. Um, gives Big Cat a new car, supposedly, but he takes, like, a shitty Crown Vic or something. And covers it. And co and like, covers yeah. it with, like, like tiger stripes or something. Yeah, makes it like a big cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So here's the car. Uh, you could see it here. I'll show Ashley. You see it at the top? Oh, my God. You could totally see it. Yep. And uh, you can see the Fantasy Factory from the sky. That's somewhere uh, I, I would like to go. Um, when, whenever we make a trip to, to Los, Los Angeles. Angeles, we should try to find it. Uh, I have the address written down. We should go there. I don't think he. I don't think he owns it anymore. Yeah, though. I don't think he works out of there anymore. Uh, I don't know for sure, yeah. but I bet if we go there, it's <laughs> it probably doesn't say Deerdick Enterprises or anything on there. Um, but I still think it would be kind of cool I think cool it would still be kind of cool. And see, I would like to see his old house that they had in Robin Big. Yeah. That's one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Robin Big and Fantasy Factory, two of my favorite all-time television shows. Those are some shows. pretty good shows. Clever guy. I like Rob. Yeah, Super he's smart. a very smart guy. Super funny for someone who's not into... He, he's not like a known comedian. He doesn't yeah. do stand-up com comedy. He's not an actor. 
like other he was a skateboarder. Own, yeah, other than yeah. his projects. Yeah, he's and he's super funny. He's, and he, and he, he came is. up with almost and he's very smart he came up with almost every like concept that they did in those two series on robin big and fantasy factory i watched it behind the scenes um something on youtube i think where he said he like he was the one kind of developing almost everything yeah and uh he learned how to design shoes mm-hmm. he learned how to he did like a little credit debit credit card thing yeah he did tons of like business um does ventures. a lot and he still does he still because i i still f- like somewhat follow him on social media so he still like does a lot of like business stuff i think he learned how to kind of do drafting um with, he was opening up skate parks yeah with so he, I think, drafted some skate park mm-hmm. uh, plans, like layouts, grounds, uh, how they're... Safe everything. spot, skate spot or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I think that was his uh, kind of initiative he was doing. I think he did the same thing with shoes where he learned how to draft like shoes, like technically, mm-hmm. like what they use at Nike and what they use at, you know, whoever, like the professionals mm-hmm. making the plans and stuff. He trained himself and taught himself how to do that so that he could do the stuff he wanted to do and do uh go down the routes that he wanted to go with business and design i thought that was fucking badass i encourage everyone to try to do the same stuff if you can he seems like he's an autodidact and i feel like i'm an autodidact Uh, that that just means you're self uh kind of self-taught maybe you didn't graduate college or graduate school high school self-teacher stuff um, and you are constantly kind of researching and reading and learning and talking to professionals and trying to grow your brain and learn and and learn new skills and i'm repeating myself oh god here is a news story from al jazeera yeah we got 15 no we got 16 minutes okay we're gonna try to squeeze as many of these as we can in if we finish that's cool if not that's also cool this is from al jazeera the headline the news headline is the United States rejects Iraq request to discuss troop withdrawal. Mm-hmm. The United States rebuffed an Iraqi request on Friday to prepare to pull out its troops amid mm-hmm. heightened United States Iranian tensions following the U.S. killing of Iranian commander Qasem Soleimani. Uh, Iraq's caretaker, Prime Minister made his request in a phone call with the U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo late Thursday in line with a vote for Iraq's parliament last week. Uh, He asked Pompeo to send delegates to put in place the tools to carry out the parliament's decision, adding without elaborating uh, that the forces used in the killing had entered iraq or used its airspace without permission oh however the united states state department said any u.s delegation would not discuss the withdrawal of u.s troops as their presence in iraq was appropriate What? Oh my <laughs> so God. the united states who are not citizens of iraq are not part of that culture are not that ethnicity they are uh, and, and they weren't invited. We invaded this country. Uh, so the United States is saying that our presence in another country, in a foreign country, is appropriate. 
Yep. That's pretty fucked up. That is pretty fucked up. That's a little cocky of us to think that. I mean, we they belong here. We we're not they don't going even anywhere. want us there. Like. Yeah, and but how, it's appropriate how, for us how to much be here. of a puppet uh, state, how much of a puppet government is that when it's a caretaker prime minister and um, then their own parliament voted to get the United, the U.S. troops out of there, out of their fucking country, mm-hmm. and we're saying no. <laughs> so their parliament doesn't apparently have any power. Apparently not. Because the United States is still in there being their puppet government and controlling their government and doing, forcing them, doing everything. Probably because we're funneling money and giving them money in their economy. Yeah, so probably. We're, we're not going to give you money if, uh, if you pull if us you out. kick us out. So good luck with that shit. It's so fucked up. It is fucked up. Again, it's like it's like blackmail. They're like blackmailing. Mm -hmm. We're not. You're not going to get this money if if you're not going to host us. Yeah, if you don't let us stay here with a gun to their fucking head, host us in your fucking home country. Yeah. Or uh, we're going to take away all your money and uh, quote unquote security. I think we should leave. If I really if they do. voted, if they have a parliament, if they have representatives over there, they, they want us out of here. Want us there. And I think most United United States citizens don't want the troops over there anymore. Bring them home. Yeah. So stupid. Yeah, it just it's right there. It shows you one hundred percent that the government does not do or care about what its citizens want or what other countries their neighbors want. yeah they literally their neighbors are telling them hey we've we've voted we we don't want you guys here and we are still like no nah, we think we you want us here we, we need to be here <laughs> it's appropriate it's for, us, appropriate to for us to be here Taking so we don't really care what you have to say controlling your country uh, not caring about you not understanding mm-hmm. you guys not Our government literally doesn't give a shit. Yeah. It, it doesn't give a shit about its people, and it obviously doesn't give a shit about what its neighbors want. So, yeah. if it makes the Iraqis feel any better, the, uh, the U.S. government doesn't seem to care about us either, yeah. the U.S. citizens. So, <laughs> it's yeah. at least they're they're not really being hypocritical well, in that they sense. Really don't <laughs> listen to us. So, yeah. Um, what, do I, what else do I got next? The this is from page six, which I think is a gossip. Oh, no. Uh, gossip outlet. Outlet, news outlet. The uh, thing I have highlighted here says, following a day of meetings and phone calls over the dispute, the queen, the British queen, mm-hmm. instructed her aides Friday to turn a crisis into an opportunity by drafting a workable solution for a scaled back role for Harry and Meghan. Hmm. And my only point with this one was I wrote, hands off, let the let the aides do it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is more example of our so-called representatives. Uh, I, I mentioned this with the guy who had like seven aides. He was switching from being yeah. a Democrat, I think, to Republican. And he had like seven of his aides quit on him because yeah. of that. Yeah. And I pointed out, why the fuck does he have seven aids? Like that's how much work does this guy actually do himself? Like what what? So you need that many. So with the queen, she instructed her aides to turn a crisis into an opportunity and instructed her aides to draft a workable solution. So So she kind of comes up with the idea and is just like, hey, this is what I'm looking for. I need you guys to to get it together and present it to me or something like that. 
I think best case scenario, a lot of people wish they could run their lives that way. They want to oh, be yeah. like these influencers. They want to just kind of say, uh, they, they just want a team or subordinates to, to do all the difficult tasks for them. Yeah. And they just want to, uh, I want this. Uh, I like this. Um, maybe that's why I want to be a director. Maybe. <laughs> but directing is fucking hard. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, you're asked a hundred trillion questions. I mean, just in our like little three-minute thing. Yeah. Look how many questions we had to solve together. How many questions you had for me. Yeah. How many things I was trying to instruct you. And that was just for Like a three-minute video. Two people two for people. like a three-minute video. Yeah. Um, so so I'm not saying that on a the, larger scale. Yeah, I'm not saying these guys don't have a lot of work to do, but I have an issue with representation, and I know the queen doesn't isn't really a rep. She's not an elected representative of the British people, uh, and doesn't have any. She she's not involved with actual politics, uh, so she's just like a figurehead pretty much. But yeah. still, like to to not you're not the one drafting the uh the workable solution and and she's not the one turning a crisis into an opportunity she's just delegating this shit to her fucking aides and these people have aides doing all the work for them i'm sure they're not paid that great i don't know but why do we have representation and all these magical titles but the people aren't really doing the work yeah they just just have like other people doing it yeah for they them. just push it off onto someone someone else so there's not a lot of but direct I the idea so i'm yeah, the smart one there's not like their their fingerprints aren't really on the work the work yeah and yeah. they want to be the head of a whole fucking country or they want to represent a whole country or a whole state but their fingerprints aren't really doing the work yeah they're having a bunch of strangers who we didn't elect and who we don't know anything about doing it for kind of them, doing it for them yeah. and it's just odd to me that is it's just odd. fucking bizarre it doesn't and make it sense it seems to a me. little misleading and a, a little dishonest yeah a little bit yeah i agree i do agree uh which which is this one this is <laughs> says a 74 year old director made surprising oh <laughs> i thought you you would find this funny okay this is george lucas the 74 year old director made the surprising announcement at a fan event marking the 20th anniversary of... So this would have been in 2019. Because okay. Phantom Menace came out in 99, 20 years later. Would have been 2019. 2019. So George Lucas made the surprising announcement at a fan event marking the 20th anniversary of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Quote, George Lucas said, it is one of my favorite movies, and of course, Jar Jar is my favorite character. (laughs) Oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? The CGI comedy character Jar Jar Binks is almost universally hated by Star Wars fans. He took last place in a Huffington Post article (laughs) ranking all 93 characters in the film series. While Rolling Stone magazine excluded him from its own ranking of the saga's characters... (laughs) Jar Jar is so obnoxious. (laughs) Rolling Stone added that if Darth Maul was a figure from one of George Lucas's worst nightmares, where did Jar Jar Binks come from? Yeah, the fuck? (laughs) Critics described Jar Jar as a dumbed-down exercise in child-pleasing, or worse, a racist stereotype (laughs) with a misplaced Caribbean accent. Caribbean or Caribbean? 
Actor Ahmed Best, who provided the voice and motion capture for the amphibious alien, last year revealed that the vicious backlash against the character left him close to suicide. What? Uh, I had a, a little. I don't think his portrayal of the character necessarily is a reflection of him. I think it's just overall the character itself sucks. He doesn't suck. Yeah, and this might be another the fucking character does. <laughs> this might be another example of well, and then he said that by playing that character, he was kind of blacklisted by a lot of other so he productions really get jobs, yeah. where he couldn't get a job uh, as an actor because I mean, he was associated suck. so much with with Jar Jar Binks. That yeah, does but fucking you, suck. That's silly. You can't base a different character that this person could potentially play off of a character he did play like that's silly i think they missed out and i it's not his fault i think it's probably george lucas for taking himself so serious he's kind of a self-serious guy doesn't you don't seem laughing too much and you don't seem smiling too much um but he i think he he thought jar jar would be a, a good comedic uh like what's the term for that type of character just uh, the um, the funny person who who uh, lets the like the token funny person. <sighs> no, god damn it! If I can't fucking think of it, you just stare at me. It's like you never know where I'm going. Well, I, don't know I just how you tried never... to like add in a word to the, ask the, you like the which the typical way you're funny going. person in like an action movie who tries to lighten up the mood after it's been serious. Like, there's a term for that, and I'm blanking on it. Well, the only term I can think of is, like, the token person. No one ever says that. Well, I've heard it before, <laughs> so just because um, I've heard it and you haven't doesn't mean people don't the, say the, it. The comic relief. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. The comic I knew relief. Exactly You've never heard saying. of that term? Well, yeah, I have, but that's not what I was thinking movie. of. Okay, so Jar Jar is supposed to be the comic relief. And I think if they would have maintained him as like a tongue-in-cheek character, like uh, like how I mentioned, Chris Angel could be maybe universally embraced if he took if he didn't, he didn't take, take himself, himself so, so seriously. Serious, yeah. If he was kind of in on the joke. So if maybe George Lucas or um, Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar, maybe didn't take it so serious and did it w- with a little more. I mean, the characters are fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And if you don't take that character tongue-in-cheek like we all do and we all kind of make fun of it um then i i think you kind of lose an opportunity there yeah he could have been uh he could have been universally loved for all we know yeah he didn't take it so serious and kind of laughed it off and uh said yeah it is a fucking ridiculous role uh it's a silly character yeah it's um, crazy that like people but it was fun or, or be it's blacklisted funny. because of shit like that yeah or if george lucas had that it's like damn of... i was just doing my job <laughs> like what the fuck uh yeah it was sad to hear that that he um he took it so serious that he he felt suicidal yeah that's that's really sad i think that's i think that's why i embrace comedy so much because i suffer with depression i suffer with the suicidal thoughts that i have to constantly be looking for silliness Mm -hmm. and kind of the ridiculousness of life and situations yeah so that's why i find dark comedy um funny and i i laugh a lot i try to be uh, silly or ridiculous and say crazy shit try to get reactions just because either from myself or other people just because it's it's like a way to cope it is and i mean 
you, life is life. You can't take it too serious. You got to learn when to laugh and you got to like take light of things and, and make it fun. Here's an article from maxim.com. It says Facebook spent $19 million on bodyguards for Mark Zuckerberg. The fuck? This is from uh, May 2nd, 2016. So back in 2016, they were making that much money, huh? Why is Zuck so worried about his safety? Yeah, what <laughs> According the fuck, to courts, Zuckerberg only takes $1, one single dollar in annual salary from Facebook, but amasses millions in perks like the $19 million over the past five years on private air travel and other aspects of Zuckerberg's overall security program. <laughs> Breitbart notes. I thought it was according to Quartz. So is Breitbart the author? I don't know. Uh, according to recent uh, a recent regulatory filing, the cost to protect Zuckerberg topped $7.8 million in 2014. What? way up from the 4.2 million dollars the previous year so how did his security double in one year yeah he is reportedly so concerned about his own security that he has no less than 16 people protecting him at his california home what the at heck? all times well now that he's got wow. a wife and kid damn how much does he fucking spend it on security now how much do you spend on security uh zero dollars <laughs> Uh, I'm not some fancy schmancy asshole who gets to fucking walk around with 10 people guarding me just because I created a website or I stole a website or whatever the fuck he did. I think he, he claims he didn't do. I think his self-esteem is so low and that's why he stole the concept of Facebook and kind of took ownership of it. I think at some point he probably has made a deal with the US government, the CIA or the NSA to sell all Our of the private information probably. to the government. That's probably why he got so much money. I think that's maybe some of the paranoia there. He thinks that uh, people will target him for doing something like that. Well, the government has enough access to our information. The last thing we need is for more people to give them more of our information. I think it's ridiculous. How the fuck? Like, you have... Like, that's so many... That's so much money. That's a lot of money. So, how, how many, like, average uh, salaries, American salaries, is that? I wonder if you divided, like... Uh, 40 or 50 grand into 19 million i wonder how many people's salaries that that would be a year that's a shit ton of uh money and resources i definitely don't relate to that i think that's fucking insane that mm -hmm. that these millionaires or billionaires um find themselves so important and so at risk apparently that yeah. they need to dump um almost uh, fuck five million dollars or ten million dollars a year yeah, into so crazy. protecting themselves wow oh uh, this one's really interesting this is from routers and it says people could be ingesting the equivalent of a credit card of plastic every week a recent study by the wwf international concluded Mainly in drinking water, but also via sources like shellfish, which tend to be eaten whole, so the plastic in their digestive systems Ew, is also consumed. Go into you, yeah. So here's a few uh, visualizations. Um, every every month, 
21 grams of plastic. That's about the same weight as five casino dice and enough shredded plastic to fill uh, shredded plastic to half fill a rice bowl. I think huh. I skipped the first one. The first one was every week five grams of plastic. That's about the same weight as a plastic bottle cap and huh. enough shredded plastic to fill a porcelain soup spoon. Whoa. So that spoon is filled with plastic. Uh, little shreds. Uh, a gram is about what's in a pre-roll. So when we smoke a pre-roll of cannabis, that's a gram. And they're saying that we eat about five grams of plastic uh. every day so or every week. So that's like eating five, five pre-rolls. If that was filled ew. with plastic instead of cannabis. It's gross. Could you imagine that? No. Gross. So that was every week. I already said the every month one. <laughs> I like the five casino dice. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, here's a third one. Every six months, we supposedly ingest about 125 grams of plastic. Ugh. That's enough yellow shredded plastic flakes to fill a cereal bowl. It looks like a bowl of uh, fruity pebbles. <laughs> uh, here's another one. It says every year... We consume about 250 grams of plastic. That's a heaped dinner plate's worth of shredded plastic. Ew. As pictured below. Every 10 years, uh, we eat about 2.5 kilograms of plastic. Routers did not have enough shredded plastic to weigh in order <laughs> to visualize this comparison. However, a standard life buoy weighs 2.5 kilograms, so we found one of those. So it's just like a one of those like life uh, little donut things yeah. that floats. Yeah, interesting. Um, if you're drowning, they throw that. Gross, that's a lot of plastic. And then the last visualization is in our lifetime, we eat about 20 kilograms of plastic. The average human lives for about 79 years using the current estimate of microplastic in our diets and assuming the situation does not improve or worsen that equates to about 20 kilograms of plastic consumption that's more plastic than the two mobile recycling bins shown below wow. which only weigh about 20 kilograms each that's a full size uh like trash bin or recycling bin those are the ones that probably stand about up to my waist yeah and they roll around on like two wheels yeah oh like your home ones yeah. okay yeah i like the home ones so here's uh here's some visualizations for you here's the bins and the buoy and the plate wow and then the uh the smaller ones with the two bowls Ugh. Ugh, that's gross. <laughs> Just add some milk, it'll taste fine. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, to conclude that, they say, we have been using plastic for decades, but we still don't really understand the impact of micro and nano-sized plastic particles on our health, said uh, Theva Palisami of Australia's University of Newcastle, who worked on the WWF study. All we know is that we are ingesting it and that it has the potential to cause toxicity. That is definitely a cause for concern. Yeah, that is very concerning. <laughs> um, I think we're going to have to tie this up. Okay. And uh, hopefully you don't have too much more, but we can add that I to... I don't. I only have four, eight, like nine or ten. Nice. So, so it's not bad to leave we'll off on. We'll add that to our next episode on Made hopefully Thursday. 
if not sooner. All right, should we uh, do our outro? Yeah. What if? What if? What would you do if what there were no do? limitations, which can include money and time? Fear. Fear, fear limits us. Time yes. limits us. Money limits us. Mm -hmm. So if you took away all that stuff that limits you and that you kind of put on yourself or that we have to abide by, like the money stuff, oh, I don't have enough money right now. Okay, take away all those limitations. Um, what would you do without them? Yeah, what would you do? What kind of person would you be? What are you interested in? Kind of what do you enjoy you investing your time in? Yeah. What do you want to learn? What skills do you want to uh, acquire? Yes. I know a lot of that stuff takes uh, time and money and you might have fear trying to overcome and do that stuff but take away those limitations then the answers left should be like navigational lights to kind of help us what what direction should yeah, we go like, in our life yeah exactly. what are our priorities what's what's uh, valuable to us but, yeah. so it should give us a little bit of guidance if we start taking away those self-imposed limitations our own old uh, perceptions or old framing so i like to challenge myself with that to keep myself learning yeah and to keep myself keep expanding and taking action that's right and i hope you guys will do, do that, that with us well. and yes. join us so thank you everyone for listening thank, thank you Ashley, for doing this with me you're welcome thank you you gotta for get it ready for work that's and right i'm gonna go stand around in the corner oh okay in not the darkness. really but thanks for listening guys <laughs> I go zero to a hundred real quick, real quick, really, really quick. I go zero to a hundred real quick, too quick, too really, really quick. And then start playing the, <laughs> start playing the actual song, uh, G Unit and Drake. Zero to a hundred, nigga, real quick. Real quick, whole squad on that real shit. Zero to one nigga, real quick. Real quick, real fucking quick, nigga. I want my blade cross a nigga ass. Real quick. I'm so for real, I'm on some real, real nigga shit. You playing, boy, I'll get your hit. Real quick. You better hope the paramedics come real quick. Fucked up, you think it's different now, a nigga rich. Before I get the cutting, know you niggas better cut the shit. Boy, you gon' have me half out. Pull the trigger for me, get my little niggas trigger out like it's legal, homie. No gang when I bang, boy, I empty the clip You run like a bitch, you ain't bout that shit Hey, 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 hey I'll catch you another day, day, day It's the unit, back to the bullshit Nothing in life is out of bounds AK hole about a hundred rounds Sixty shots like KD at the Ruckus Okay, when I see you on respirators Southside nigga till the day I'm gone Indulge in the violence when the drama on Yeah these rap niggas lukewarm I'm two sleeves of dope when the mic on I go zero to one nigga real quick Real quick, whole squad on that real shit Zero to one nigga real quick Real quick, real fucking quick nigga Zero to one nigga real quick Real quick, whole squad on that real shit Kid, how you feel now that the unit's back? Like a million bucks, motherfucker, do the math. Cold bloody boy, my heart don't feel shit. Get with me, ass fit there, I take the hit real quick. Balenciaga, you can still get your ass kicked. Take a rapper, nigga, bitch, and make a real flick. I know I'm different from what you usually be dealing with. Don't need a mic, give me some white to make a million with. Single barrel, 
six shots on the Brooklyn Bridge. I let the nigga Drake tell you what I just did. I go zero to one and nigga real quick, real quick, real fucking quick. Nigga getting money new to you. I give a fuck if shit get ugly. There be a beautiful funeral. You fit the script. I'm gonna assume it's true. Can't maneuver through the street without a strategy. Ain't nobody to two to you. And May was lucky. June is through. You know why he flows. Fifteen years switching dealers like casinos in my goon and clip you on the arm. I'm out the country every weekend dumping ash out on the autobahn. Autopilot's always on. Rather better living. I've been always on. Green bills calling me all day long. This is homicide. More tears in your mama eyes. More reason to wake up. Real niggas arrive. I go zero to one and nigga real quick, real quick. Whole squad on that real shit. Zero to one and nigga real quick, real quick, real fucking quick, nigga. Zero to one and nigga real quick, real quick. Whole squad on that real shit. Zero to one and nigga real quick, real quick, real fucking quick, nigga.